Complete global saturation. Albert Wesker said that in Resident Evil 5, and I'm pretty sure it's also Capcom's marketing strategy for the Resident Evil films. That will be relevant later on, but ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereupon, welcome to Modern Escapism. Greetings everybody, welcome to another action-packed episode of Modern Escapism. My name is Gadget and I'm taking the reins this week. And joining me, he reported to Ground Control that he's floating in a most peculiar way. It's Biggie. <laughs> Hello. He's a master of unlocking, constantly on the lookout for a Jill sandwich. It's Stig. Gotta go fast, gotta go fast. And finally, a man who loves Dragon Quest Eleven so much, he asked his wife to dress up as a slime for him. It's Oodles. <laughs> puff, puff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I trust we're all okay this week. Uh, well, I think we're all dying. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, we all are dying. It is um, it is cold season and I have got the cold. Yes. So, as is tradition around here, we're going to start this week's episode by looking backwards. We're going to go back in time to speak about what happened last week and Biggie's going to take us down that garden path. What have you got for us, Biggie? Thanks, Gadget. So, uh, on our Discord, we've got uh, the wonderful Kieran. Just finished the pod and just read something where someone mentioned Quake 3 and something really apt just came flooding back to me. I have such vivid memories of playing Quake 3 and listening to the Mechanical Animals album by Marilyn Manson. It was Quake 3 on the Dreamcast and I had the keyboard and mouse peripherals. Fuck knows how I afforded them. And it was my first proper experience with online gaming, along with Fantasy Star Online. I listened to the absolute fuck out of Mechanical Animals and the intro of Great Big White World always makes me think of Quake 3. Still an absolute banger of an album too. And I can only just about say it as well. <laughs> Quake 3 was such a good game. I didn't have a Dreamcast but I remember playing it on the PC and it was oh so good. One of those, it, it, I think probably maybe the last of the classic kind of 90s style shooters because it was the last one that id Software did. With um, John Carmack, I think. And I think it was the last that technology came out. Oh, no, sorry. Doom 3 was the last with him. It was kind of the last of that style of shooter. with Hyper-fast, hyper-motion, lots of momentum, lots of fragging. Oh, it was so good. I've never been I, a Quaker. I played, I played it last year for the first time in probably 20 years or something stupid like that. We just decided, like, what arena shooter can we play? Some Me and some of my friends, and we just decided on Quake 3. It's still great. It's still fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it totally holds up. One of the finest shooters ever made. Okay, cool. So uh, on to uh, Rob Shark. 100% on the heartbeat stuff. Absolutely sickening feeling on a Sunday night. EastEnders really got me down in and around the same age and time as well. Uh, really fucking good chat this week about these tunes. I'm not particularly a musical guy and I have no real depth of knowledge on it. But fucking hell, it really does tie so much of life experiences together. I'm really gutted that Jeebus wasn't on this week because I was go- I was going to play the heartbeat theme down the Zoom call at the end of it just to kind of just to, just to maybe just ruin his day a little bit. No. <laughs> yeah. Although to be to be fair, I, I, heartbeat didn't do that for me. But I, there's like there are TV themes that would play on like a Sunday night. Antiques Roadshow, I think, was the one for me because it was when yeah. 
because my parents would watch that when I was about the age that going to bed at half seven on a Sunday was kind of the thing. Um, and yeah, th- that would be on at the time. It's just like, oh no, even to this day when I hear it, it's just like, oh God, no, it's not bedtime. It's not Sunday night. <laughs> I think early dementia was set in and I can't remember what it was that used to uh, send me off. But... Oh, probably Crime Stoppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or songs of praise. Um, mm. So then, Rider underscore 555, um, what a great shout, picking those who fight further from Final Fantasy VII. My best gaming moment from 2020 was hearing the remix blast out during the Airbuster fight. Give me chills from start to finish, especially when the operatic vocals kick in. Yeah, I, I haven't played the Final Fantasy remake yet, but when I was doing the research, like getting the tunes for last week and... Because Jeeves mentioned it, I went and looked it up on YouTube, and oh my god, that's so metal! That's why I had to put it in the put it in the show. Famously, like, um, Uematsu didn't do any of the music on the remake, but obviously they use his tracks. Yeah, and for those who fight fire is it those who fight on our further. I can't remember what it's called. Further, further, yeah. That was the famous one where Uematsu were like, "Oh yeah, I like this new version." <laughs> that's, the <Yeah>. one. <laughs> that's the one where he's like, "Okay, yeah, I get it." Yeah, he's, he's, he's a man of few words, isn't he? But mm. he knows what he likes. Oh, yes. Ironically, it's the only Final Fantasy VII I have finished was the demo at EGX. And <laughs> it was actually the fight with a scorpion, and I'm sure that um, music kicked in on that fight as well. And it I did really... on the demo, but it doesn't on the on the proper game. Yeah, yeah. I was really yeah, sweating. Yeah, it's a different theme. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, Bob Frod. Heartbeat truly sounded the end of the weekend and all joy as we know it. Another shout out for that. Yeah. Wasn't it a pretty miserable show at the best of times anyway? Wasn't it just like it sucked all the joy out of the room? I've no idea. I don't remember much of it. Most of Yorkshire's like that, isn't it? Uh, uh, hey, hey, leave hey. it out. You're outnumbered here, <laughs> Southerner. The North remembers. <laughs> There's three of us on here from the North. Don't even bother. <laughs> don't you don't you direct me. I'm more northern than you guys. You're basically sure Scotland. You. Exactly. <laughs> Clearly Scotland. none of us know what a map looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Smashes Clay sent in uh, a lovely email. It said, Afternoon, gents. Really enjoyed the last episode on musical memories. When I was 13, I managed to scrape together enough to buy my first little stereo so I could have something in my bedroom to listen to music and bought my first album with my own money. In a display of shockingly good taste for that age, I brought the Dr. Dre album 2001. Listening to that album still brings back memories of that first bit of musical independence, and it remains one of my all-time favourite hip-hop albums. Great choice. I love that album. Absolutely love that album. Still listen to it, still love it. And just, it reminds me, like Kieran said, of the Marilyn Manson album. Reminds me of Quake 3. That album reminds me of playing Tony Hawk's 2 with my brother. Because even though that obviously that game had such good music on it, sometimes you just stick your own music on, and we just used to play that game, listening to Dr. Dre. Like, but yeah, I, I love that album. Great shout. We're all such middle class white boys, aren't we? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. But that album blew up when it came out. It was awesome. Yeah. Was. The, the, the only overriding memories I have of that album, because I did have it, but I wasn't so much on Dr. Dre. I much preferred Eminem. Um, was uh, obviously still DRE, which is just. Amazing. Uh, forgot about Dre, which I absolutely adore. But then I've, I can't remember which song it was, it, but it was, um, there's just one moment where it's not even Dr. Dre, it's one of the guests on the album just goes, smoke weed every day. And that one just like kind of sits oh, in the back of my head all the time uh, and it just makes episode. me giggle. 
Is that in next episode? Is it yeah. right at the end? Yeah. It just, it just for some reason, whenever I think of that album, I think of that line that just makes me giggle inside. Well, that la- <laughs> that line's transcended it, hasn't it? It's a meme now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, weird memory brought up by uh, Biggie's discussion of sampling. I was working in a shopping centre in Sutton after uni, and as I walked into work, I heard the unmistakable opening notes of "It's from the Bong." by Cypress Hill. <laughs> I was just about to break into a run so I could warn the main office and get them to stop it before Damn. someone complained when it dawned on me that the song they were playing was Son of a Preacher Man by Dusty Springfield. I knew both songs, but somehow I'd never made the connection. I, did, I didn't know that that, that song sampled yeah. uh, Dusty Springfield either. Really? Yeah, well, for the, well for, for the, I haven't heard it in years, but for the listeners' benefits, wow. I'll stick a clip of both of them in here. Sick. It was, Both bangers. Uh, yeah, yeah, very true, actually. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, thank you for that one, Biggie. And thank you for everyone who wrote in uh, for last week's episode. Obviously, we hope you're going to write in for this week's episode and you'll find out how to do it at the end of the show. But we're going to get dragged straight into the Nexus here, kicking and screaming positively because we're going to throw this straight at Oodles. What have you been up to this week, my friend? Fuck all, really. But- Fuck all? How dare you? <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> Next, no, um, I've been I've been working working hard, so um, or oh, hardly I've, working, but both really. Um, I've been I've been playing a few games and stuff. I've started Dragon Quest Eleven again, obviously. Which of course, I mean, it's, that's why I made the joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to happen. Further than I have in that game again. I've, I've I've beat that game five times, mate. Uh, <laughs> so I've started that again. I'm not going to bore you all with that. We'll, we'll we'll do a spoiler cast in ten years. A retrospective. Um, what, 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 what's going to happen when uh, Dragon Quest Twelve comes out, and you, you, you've got you've got Old Faithful and the shiny new thing? What's going to happen there? Well, you won't have me Sunday nights for a while, so <laughs> <laughs> so get ready for that. Um, so I watched a bit of telly actually. Now I don't watch much telly, but few people I know have been telling me to watch two shows, so I took their advice, and um, both shows are what you call. Light entertainment shows, daft shows, silly shows, shows that have got no real sustenance in Latin. There's, there's no substance to them. There's no, you're not learning anything from them. It's trash. Chewing gum for the brain. Yeah. And the first it's one. One of the news at 10. Uh, well, <laughs> very topical. Uh, and the, the first one um, that I've been watching, I've got about five or six episodes in. Now, they are an hour and a half long episodes, so that's quite done quite well uh it's called uh married at first sight australia has anyone heard of this no i've seen some of it it's so ridiculous it's married at first sight yes so i'll oh, tell yeah. you the, the the concept of it so there's 10 i think the t- i think, think the title gives the concept oh it really does it, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't marry the lead at all so there's 10 men 10 women all beautiful people but all with distinct characteristics and some of them are shy some of them are outgoing some of them are pricks some of them aren't. Um, basically, these unwitting um, contestants have signed up to get married without seeing their groom slash bride. 
So, <laughs> uh, legally married as well, really married. Um, uh, basically, yeah, what could go wrong? Everything goes wrong. This is on the, on the level of your Geordie Shaw's Only Ways Essex type shows where half right. of it's fake, half of it's real, and you can absolutely tell the fake bits. 100%. You know, camera cuts like, oh my God, I can't believe they've turned up in this pub that we told everybody that we were going to, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. And then the ex-boyfriend turns up type thing. Oh my God, what are you doing here? But yeah, that's shite. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just really, um, it's like, it is chewing them for the brain. It's, I was watching it and in my head, I'm like, I'm not enjoying this, but it's one of those shows where I'm like, but I'm also not turning it off. Ooh. You ever get that with some shows? I did, I did that with um, The Orville. Remember The Orville? Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. I didn't like it, but I didn't dislike it enough to turn it off and I watched the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like beige wallpaper on yeah, TV. It's yeah. just there um, and inoffensive. Obviously, I have me switching my hand and stuff like that. So I, I, I was using both sides of my brain, if that's even a thing. Uh, but this is... I recommend people to watch at least one episode of it because you get... you get Basically, it's because this. this there's 20 people, so there's, there's 10 weddings. And on each episode, you get a wedding. Um, and then it tells you, shows you what, what they do after and stuff like that. And I, I recommend someone to at least watch one episode. You're going to get all the drama of everyone meeting each other, and then you're going to get the wedding. And it's, this, it's the bit, obviously, the groom's there at the bottom. But traditional church weddings. The groom's there at the bottom, waiting for the bride to turn up. And what really nourishes me is the look on the groom's face <laughs> or the look on the bride's face when they see the, the the scientifically matched other. Now, they are, they basically we've got three experts on there that scientifically match these people by effective questioning. Um, in the show, there are disclaimers at the beginning saying, this is 50% accurate. So <laughs> I don't like Brilliant. them odds. I don't like them odds at all. Um, is, it, is, is it as scientific as just someone going to a pub and going, "Hey, do you want to get married?" Well, what they do is they're like, "Oh, this is this is um, this is Linda. She's really boisterous and outgoing. This is Josh. He likes frisbees." And then they match them together. <laughs> <laughs> they match them together. It's it's so so bad. It's good, and I think everyone should at least give one episode. I think there's some on the Four OD. I think it's called Four OD Demand or On Demand or something like yeah. that. There's some on there. There's there's some online. There's maybe Netflix. I can't remember, but yeah, watch that. And and the last thing I've been binging, and I have watched all episodes that exist, is something called The Masked Singer. Oh no! No! (laughs) Yes! Please! No! Don't! No! 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 Oodles! Oh! So this this started with (laughs) with my kids. My kids came up to me and said, "Can we watch The Masked Singer?" I thought, what's the masked singer? Is it a new sh- is it a new drama? Is it a new kids show? Turned it on. Okay, we've got Jonathan Ross. Jonathan Ross is there as a judge and people like that. I don't know. I'm really bad with celebrities, I do apologize. <laughs> uh, basically what it is, it's um it's like X Factor, but all the people that are singing are famous. I, I don't like to use the word celebrity because I don't know some of them. <laughs> famous ish people underneath elaborate costumes. One of them's a blob, one of them's a like a robin redbreast, one of them's a harlequin type thing. And they sing, but they, re- they sing with their own like voices and stuff. Um, and some of them are really good. And 
the judges and the audience have to guess who's inside. Have any of you watched it? I don't. I've not it, watched but it, no. but I know of it because every time, every Saturday, yep. it's just on my Twitter timeline. Most of the time, it's just people laughing at Rita Ora saying, it's this person, it's this person. And she'll, she, one time, she guessed someone who was dead. Like, <gasps> nice. <laughs> it's like definitely she just, Freddie Mercury. She just throws out ridiculous names. And, mm. and, and, and a lot of the time, she'll throw out like really earless celebrities as well and you're like come on like that person is not on this show yeah like, the one i watched this morning someone said it's definitely pharrell williams under there oh yeah, yeah. he needs to pay the mortgage off does this so he's coming to england i'm gonna regret asking this but how do they find out who the celebrity is are they asking them questions like so, are you on tv or? what happens is the the, the masked singers they come out and, the, and the, all the vo- vocals are distorted so you can't tell who they are some of them put fake accents on as well <laughs> And, this is ridiculous. And they have like a videotape where they're roaming around the world in their costumes and there's oh like clues. God. So, yeah, there's clues like one of them's dressed as a Viking and he's going around and he's like, oh, being a Viking means I'm always sailing away or something. Do you know what I mean? Some, some kind of cryptic clue. And then they've got to guess what it is or who it is. Um, so far, the celebrities, I'm, I'm going to spoil one of them. Um, it was. I think um, you'd be right. <laughs> it was uh, I, for all the way from like, who is this? Who is this? I don't. I don't and it was um, Glenn Oddle. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Glenn Oddle, yeah. former England manager, Glenn Oddle. Wow, they, the, the list of uh, choices must be really slim. Yeah, uh, the, the, that's that's the ta- that's the, the the caliber of celebrity we're going for. Someone that really does need a little bit of a paycheck because. I, I, I've just, I've just kind of Googled just because I want to see who the judges were because I remember the first because I, I saw a clip online the first season. Mm. One of, one of the judges was was Ken Jeong, and yeah. I have no idea why he would do something like that. Like, um, but it's so I found this article that was on like BT dot com. It says who were the contestants? Yeah, don't spoil it um, for me. Well, no, I'm, I'm not going to spoil ones that have been revealed, but. <laughs> Oh, they've got the ones who haven't been revealed yet, so yes. I'm assuming that it's they perform each week and then they've yeah, got still to guess ongoing. Who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and just based on the ones who've been revealed, so like say we're, we're Glenn Hoddle, <laughs> washed, washed up England manager kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. like not really a celebrity, but this thing has got the week one performance, what song they've done, and all that, and like week, yeah. week performance, and the clues that they've been, they've seen, been seen playing guitar, or they, yeah, yeah. There's links to motorbikes or whatever, and then so this one I'm looking at, which is uh, the Badger. Badger, he's a good singer. Badger, yeah. yeah. Possible identity: Damon Albarn. Why would Damon Albarn do this? <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> oh, to be oh, honest, JK from Jamiroquai is another that's one. That's a good people shout because it sounds like them when they're singing. They're singing properly. Yeah, I get that they're singing properly. But, but why would they do it? Why? Yeah, but you just said why they distort their voice. So how would they know it? No, not not when they're singing. They don't distort the voice. Just when they're oh, talking. Okay. It's very good. You should watch it. No. <laughs> no, it's absolutely terrible. It's shocking, but it's one of the only shows that we've sat together and watched as a family, which is a good thing, really. The only thing we've actively watched together, so I recommend that. Well, I don't I recommend it. That's the thing. It's difficult because I don't recommend either of them, but I do recommend them <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Both shocking programs, and that just shows you what my weeks consisted of. Dragon Quest oh, and those two. <laughs> so I think I know it. which one I would go for. Yeah. Oh god. Well, thank you for that. Google. Even I played Dragon Quest over that. You should anyway. Yeah. 
So, right, okay, well, we'll let Oodles get back to his Dragon Quest because he's, like, he's, had, he's had like 10 minutes away from it and he's, I can see he's starting to get itchy. <laughs> um, so we'll jump over to Stig. What have you been up to? Just like Oodles. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's four of us on here. Surely someone done something. My God damn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Um, what I actually want to talk about first is something that by the time people have listened to this, it will have happened. I actually haven't done it yet. Um, tonight is uh, the Royal Rumble. And um, if anyone who knows wrestling, or doesn't even know wrestling, most people know what the Royal Rumble is. It's probably one of the biggest events in wrestling, annual event in wrestling. And it's just so much fun. And I'm really looking forward to watching that. It won't be the same this year with no crowds, but every year they, they just do something I've either really great or really kind of shit that gets everyone talking. Like they'll have someone win it and everyone should be like, why is that person winning it? Like, and it just, but it gets Twitter and every, you know, the online community and that talking about what's going on, but it's just a great concept. It's a, a 30 men and women now, because the women have their own finally after God knows how many oh, years. Bloody time. Yeah. So they have every two minutes, uh, another contestant comes to the ring and, the only way to get eliminated is to be thrown over the top rope and both feet touch the ground. So you have people who will literally last the whole thing, start at number one and they've won it before, or you'll get people who have lasted one second. Like mm. they'll come in, get into the ring and just get clotheslined straight over. But it's just, it's so much fun and I'm looking forward to watching it. I won't be staying up for it. Um, I'll watch it tomorrow. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. If um, last year Edge um, came back, and he is had he to, still going? He retired. <laughs> he must be fifty. Oh, he's forty-five, I think. I'm not far off then. Yeah, so he retired nine. Fits me. Ten years ago, um, because of neck injuries. So he won the title at WrestleMania. Came out the next night and said, "I have to retire. Like, I like, I can't go on. I've been told it. if I if I go on, I could end up in a wheelchair Fucking or, or worse, dead." So he retired, and then. Since then, he's been doing acting stuff, but he, he's had a second opinion. He's gone back. He's had ex- other, you know, new advanced surgeries done. And last year, he made a return, a surprise entrance. If you want to see grown men cry, <laughs> is it because up- he's a cyborg now and his punches are really hard? <laughs> 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 but yeah, you want to see that? Go and look up clips of Edge's return from last year. Honestly, I no one, no one saw it coming. I never saw it come in. You sat there watching it. It's just like 10, 9, counts down to 1. The buzzer goes off and his music hits and you're just like, what the fuck? And like he comes out. It's everyone's, Everyone is going absolutely crazy. All these like videos of people who film themselves at the event or film themselves from home, like people just going absolutely nuts. He comes out and there's at one point he, he himself looks like he's about to burst into tears. Like, you know, that adrenaline and everything. Everyone's like, happier to see him and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was um, it's so good. And he's back again this year. He's going to be in it again this year. Um, after he had a bit of a hiatus because he got injured. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Like, I just think he's going to win it. No, um, I think Ooh. Daniel Bryan's going to win it. I think he's going to go. Who that he, is. He's, he's a newer guy. <laughs> he's a newer guy. Uh, he's starting at first. It's already been announced that he's coming in first. And I think the whole storyline is it's going to lead to him being right near the end. Yeah. And then someone's going to throw him out. And that'll be like his WrestleMania opponent. I think that's where it's... 
Ah. A lot of these things are quite easy to predict with wrestling. Every now and again, they throw a curveball in there. And yeah, the rock's usually, coming this time. I'm telling you, baby. And that's yeah. usually the Royal Rumble. The Royal ah. Rumble is usually the curveball. They'll throw something in there. They'll throw a return in there. An old wrestler will come back just for a spot at the Rumble, just for a bit of fun. And it's it's yeah, it's probably the second. It's definitely the second biggest event that WWE do, but probably the most fun. It was my favorite mode on the games. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, totally. Like definitely everyone, I, people who don't even watch wrestling will like to watch the rumble or ask questions yeah. oh who won the rumble this year and, and like people yeah. have parties invite the friends around who don't really watch wrestling they just go around for a party and watch it and yeah it's yeah so so when you mentioned that just thinking about it um if you look at football and there's no fans in the stadium and obviously wrestling whether you love it or hate it is clearly a big spectacle mm-hmm. so how do you think that's going to work when there's no audience technically i don't know what they've got set up well they've been I'm doing assuming. it for a year haven't they i don't so, know the WWE have set up a thing called the Thunderdome, and it is a um... <laughs> Mad Max style. <laughs> <laughs> Master Blaster. He who enters, last one leaves, or something. <laughs> yeah. So it's called. I mean, the... I'd watch that. It's, I would. It's called the Thunderdome, but it's not anything like Mad Max style. It's a. Um, they've just got uh, screens all the way around, like a big, huge circle of screens, and fans watching on Zoom, and it's basically just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fans watching. And it's them on camera watching on on Zoom. Uh, they did have to actually change it to um, recorded fans, so they can't do live ones. There's a swear reason because Ooh. people who get on the hard camera on the screen start to put horrible shit on their videos. So I they definitely have, to... have my ass out on WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm telling you, uh, yeah. worse than that. Look it up. I'm not going to talk no. about it, but yeah, it's the uh, so they've had to do that. But but they just pipe noise in. At the moment, they're just piping mm. noise in. Uh, whether whether the wrestlers hear that, I have no idea. So whether they're just fighting, they to react nothing. to the crowd. Don't yeah, they? whether they, they're fighting, they point to people in the crowd. People are shouting out. I know them. footballers hear the hear the noises, don't they? Mm. They play it no. in the stadium. Do they not? It no. sounds like they do. No, it's all through the TV. No, it's all through the TV. Imagine just being that cameraman, like in the arena. Yeah, that one. The only sound that you've got is two guys grunting the occasional <laughs> slam down on the ca- on the canvas. And the commentator shouting from a box like fifty feet away. It's just Which, it's the, yeah. the most wonderful, insane. Sounds like Mad Max. Just had. Yeah, but like <laughs> it but does like, actually a little bit. Yeah, but like the the thing is, it's weird about the commentators is the wrestlers probably can't hear the commentators when there's a crowd there. No, probably. Now not. they're in an empty arena with hardly any sound. They're probably hearing <laughs> everything the commentators are saying, and it must be so distracting. Yeah. I used to think that about football when you got the uh, the fans screaming, shouting. There's that one manager who's trying to shout an order out to a player that's halfway across the yeah. pitch. But of course, yeah. now they can actually hear them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you hear them and they're swearing in live football. <laughs> Steve, you tosspot. Yeah. <laughs> you, hear a lot, you hear the swearing now if you don't have the yeah, crowd yeah. noise on. Yeah, you do. But, um, that was just one thing. I know it's it's not out yet, but by the time people listen to this, I will have watched that and I will have enjoyed it because I always I always do. Um, I want to just quickly talk about the uh, what I have actually watched, and that's WandaVision. Oh yeah. Um, so I can't really go into much details. To go into too much details would spoil it. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. It's really weird. Split people, isn't it? Yeah, like because. Marvel have done something where they've thrown the audience right into this weird setup with no explanation. So it, it something's happened where Wanda and Vision are in a 50s sitcom and it's in black and white. 
and everything is the way they speak, the comedy, there's fake can laughter. They're in this weird 50s sitcom. And then the second episode happens and they go to a 60s sitcom and then they go to a 70s sitcom like the episode after. And it's just, there's all these weird things going on. There's all these clues there, like um, things happening in the background. You'll see, um, especially for the comic book um, nerds, there's, there's like there's little numbers and names and that attached around the screen and the things that you can kind of pick up on. And there's been loads of theories about what's going on and, and most of them got to got to season episode four this, this last Friday and most of them have kind of come true. What I was kind of thinking was going on. Episode four explains a lot of things, what's going on. You have these, it kind of pulls you back out of the sitcom and goes back into the like MCU world. So you start to find out what's going on. But now we're at a point where I don't think anyone has any clue where this is going. <laughs> and I really like that. I really like that they had the, I mean, they've got the, you know, the, the fan base to kind of, and they've built all this up, but that they kind of can do this um, experimental show. Like if this was just a random show, I don't think it would have started with straight into the 50 sitcom. But you've got what, like thirteen years now of MCU, got mm. twenty odd films. Like they've built that fan base, they've built up that um, the ability to do this, and and I've I just really enjoyed it. I know that Oodles, you said you watched it, didn't you? Like the first few episodes, you you yeah, caught up. Like, I've watched them. You all. just said it was weird, and that was and it well, that was the best way to describe it. But I really enjoyed it. I liked what they were doing, mm. and there's all these just little nods these little nuances that if you pick up on them you can kind of piece together what's going on uh but now they've kind of left you at this point where it's like i have no idea where this is going now and i'm really yeah like i said i really like that i'm really looking forward to seeing like the last five episodes i think the the, the, sorry the first episode that's that was the toughest for me Mm, it was for a lot of people by the sounds of it especially the things do you know what weirds me out in certain shows especially when there's people like we've known especially Wanda Scarlet Witch we've known her for like six seven years now from was it Age of Ultron that was the first one she was so it's weird to see Elizabeth Olsen stare at the camera sometimes after she's made a joke and stuff it like it it throws me off it's like what the (laughs) fuck like they used to do with 50s didn't they they always looked at the camera hands on the hips going what am I like that kind yeah, of yeah. It's just like that. It's so mm. peculiar. But it got better. I think it got better. Yeah. I think the weird thing was, though, like they, they did those first two episodes that are in black and white. Mm. And everyone's a bit like, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about it. Then Paul Bettany came out and said, well, watch the th- you need to watch the third episode because that's when it kind of starts to tie things together. Mm. And you can think, why didn't Disney just release? They released the first two together. Why not? Did- why didn't they release those three together? Yeah, I that agree. Would, that would have drawn people in. And that yeah. ending of that third episode, that would yeah. have been like, oh, I need to watch more now. Absolutely. Whereas we'll just the third... release them all at one go. Yeah. No, 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 no. They, what, that's, they don't get the subscriptions that way, do they? Exactly. So. True. <laughs> I, I, wonder, I wonder if it's going to link in with the Loki series that's coming out. Because because uh, because I have the, my own theory from, about it all, but I don't know the, if I'm anywhere near it or not. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any of One Division yet, but I know the kind of the idea is it's supposed to be this mystery that they're, they're un- unraveling. Effectively, it's like why are they in a fifties TV show, and that's the plot. Um, but the the Loki se- series, from what I can see from the trailer for that, that looked like that was 
something a bit Twilight Zoney, a bit like Doctor Who. If you've if you've if you've played Control or yeah, like Doctor Who or that kind of thing. And so I'm wondering if the two, mm. seeing as the Marvel Cinematic Universe is very good at linking into itself and being very self-referential. Absolutely. I wonder if the, I wonder if the two will converge <laughs> at some point. I I also think this is all. I mean, this is pretty much heavily talked about on the internet anywhere that it's all linked to Doctor Strange too as well. That's called the Ooh. multiverse of madness, and I think yeah, it's a it's a really good PR move, isn't it? This is the start of something to do with what's coming be, next. Let's say this be phase three now, is it four? Four, which yeah. is probably going to be the weirder Marvel stuff now because they've done the biggest Marvel moment, haven't they? With Infinity Ooh. War, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be all the weirder stuff now because she's got a really good um, plot line in the. Uh, the Marvel comic universe. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know about further on, but when um, at some point when she gets involved with the mutants, yeah, yeah, um, Scarlet which is, is massive in Marvel. She massive. is superb in that. I, I thought that was where this might be going, but I think some private chat that I've had with Stig in the, the Discord maybe isn't quite right. So I'm not going to say anything because I don't know. Yeah. Quite I don't think this going. is. I don't think this is going to pull the mutants into the MCU because they've kind of given us. Mar- uh, Marvel and Disney have already set out the next like three or four years worth yeah, of stuff, they've, yeah, they've, and X Men aren't even touched on that. This mm. might. Be I reckon they're going to give X Men a wide berth for a while. Yes, I do think. I think that's what I've I think got enough might... to lean. It's been on. tainted anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm very <laughs> unhappy with that. I'm <laughs> very, Lo- very Logan's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is just something to do. They're going to start doing multiverse stuff, and they've probably yeah. seen the success of Spider Man into the Spider Verse. By all accounts, the next Spider-Man live-action one's going to do a lot of that stuff, and they've kind of said, we want a bit of that pie. And this I don't is want to see Tobey Maguire again. <laughs> you don't want to see that little strut? <laughs> no, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. You see that Thanos one? Did you post that up? Where yes. Tobey Maguire takes on Thanos. That was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> Doodles, you know you want to see goth Tony Maguire? It, he ruined the name goth. That became a <laughs> meme. It's like, he's not a goth, he's got eyeliner on. That doesn't make you a goth. With his floppy little haircut and his oh, surly attitude. And he kept clicking at women and stuff like that. Terrible, man. Terrible. Awful. <laughs> it's like a buddy, uh, Bee Gees, wasn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. Staying alive, staying alive. Yeah, like, that awful. is practically that. He had the baggiest, yeah, I, I, baggiest trousers on and all. Oh, crap. Let's get Spider-Verse 2 is out this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm into yeah. that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's what I've been doing. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of that and where it leads in the Marvel stuff. So, you know, we've had a huge gap Marvel things. It's like a full year, so, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, the longest since it's existed. I think, yeah. yeah, that 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 was a nice break, though. I mean, yes, the, I everything that mm-hmm. led up to um, Endgame coming out, it was a lot. I think it they should. Have, nice. I think they should have had a good few years after Endgame, rather than the Spider-Man one that came after it. it the Spider-Man one that came after it was kind of like the epilogue to it and the start-up of the next, uh, the next phase, but it was nice to have that like Far From Home come out and then there'd be, yeah, about a year before anything kind of started coming out. And I like the fact that the kind of drug... I mean, obviously, kind of COVID's been a thing that's affected the, the film production, but the, the fact that the TV stuff's coming in, so it is like mm. WandaVision and then it's Loki, like that stuff coming in, it's kind of like... I like that it's starting smaller. Yeah, I agree. Mm. But uh, yes, uh, so is that it, Stig? That's it for me, yeah. That's it. Marvelous, okay. Marvelous. Hey! Um, <laughs> Hey, Biggie. Yeah, uh, similar, man. Um, similar week. Um, so I've tinkered a little bit with uh, GTA 5. Never finished it. So uh, I ended up 
uh, installing that on my PS5. And so, sorry, did you say GTA 5 or Final Fantasy 7? G- because <laughs> <laughs> um, I know which yes, one I GTA prefer. 5. Oh, um, just because I wanted to see if um, how it ran. Uh, loading time. Ooh, much quicker. I don't really? know if you've played, no. yeah, GTA 5 on the PS4. It takes forever to load. It does. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say, it's not hard to be quicker than an Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's quick. It's really good. Uh, you can bounce between them um, a lot quicker if you want to go to online to the main yeah. game. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, some of the jokes have dated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surely that game has come out, what? Seven seven, seven years? years ago. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, be interesting time. to see. Yeah, I'd be interested to see uh, what happens with the next one. That they're Do you know that that game do. came out, I got it on the 360 when it came out, mm. uh, came out the same, not not about the same time my son was born. My son will be going to high school in a good couple of years. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, just, it is, it's, it's Skyrim levels of sort of. It's been on the PS3. Well, it's, isn't it the best-selling four, game of all time? Five. It's still selling now. Yeah, I think it's, it's like number one. That and Wii Sports, but Wii Sports doesn't count because it was a packing. Yeah, <laughs> it has such a massive like reach though. Like last year, I got a PC. I've got it for the PC. I've got like, on everything. And I got back into it and I put about 30 hours playing online into it. Like, it's good fun. Mm. Yeah. They never got a mobile well. version, though. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. But uh, yeah, just uh, had a tinker with that. Um, watched a bit more of The Serpent, enjoying that. Oh, yeah. Shield, uh, I'm really enjoying. I just wanted to mention The Shield very quickly because I'm up to the season four when Glenn Close makes an appearance. Oh, I love Glenn Close. And I thought it was interesting that. It seems to be around that time that big, big, big actors started going back to TV. And not saying obviously she was the first one, but I saw TV I was got surprised good. that she turned up mm. in a show like The Shield, because it's probably out of her comfort zone, I would probably say, for sort of the material that she usually deals with. Uh, and naturally, she's very good. Um, well, she's an yeah. Oscar winner. <laughs> but I mean, just in that show, you know, just you'd think. Sometimes when people go into something they're not normally comfortable with, they can yeah, sort of stand yeah. out. But uh, no, again, you're right. She's a natural. Um, settled into that role really good. Uh, so enjoying that. Uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about um, was that I've been tinkering with Football Manager 2020. What a game. So um, just very quickly for those that may not know anything about it, what it is, it is basically a simulation of being a football manager. Surprise, surprise. No, it's not. It's a simulation of Excel, Microsoft Excel. <laughs> I would say it is just a giant spreadsheet. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> well, it, it certainly looks that way, but once you mod it, it can mm. look as beautiful as you like. <laughs> so, so you've got um, time, hang, hang on, you've got time to mod football manager, but you're not playing Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You're a ridiculous man. That's what you are. I will still finish Final Fantasy VII, don't you worry. I, I will be this year. This is the year, by the way. Oh, is it? Um, this is this is the is this because we because we bring it up every bloody week. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I've been uh, modding that, and yeah, it comes. Obviously, the the game comes with certain licenses, but not all. Um, to for a company even as as big as um, Sega, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, to pay for all the licenses for all the leagues around the world just yet. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but because it's moddable, uh, there are some lovely people online that prepare the logos, the faces, oh, the kits, the skins. Just, it's amazing. And there are some really good websites you can go to. Um, you can pay if you want to. Um, a lot of it is hosted for free. Um, 
and it is really immersive. And um, I've actually started to play a few games because it took me a little while to get everything up and running on my computer. Um, it's got VAR included, which was uh, really <laughs> impressed. That's quite funny. Was it angry um, as well? Huh? Does it does it get you get on your go like fucking VAR? Fucking <laughs> but it's good because yeah, it just. You know, you, you can watch the match at any speed. You can have instant results. You can have it like a proper live game. But yeah, it's a bit too much. But there's a like an auto speed in the game that sort of gives you the highlights of the game, should we say? Yeah. And that's like the default option. Um, but yeah, when VAR comes out, you get a little bit excited as the ref runs over to the camera. That's really <laughs> good. Uh, um, but yeah, the game is as deep as you want it to be. You can set all the different settings up so that you can look after every single detail of being a manager of a club, looking after the training, um, scouting, all this sort of thing. Or you can Price just the delegate. <laughs> but you can just delegate. Um, a lot of the jobs, if you want, to just sort of simplify uh, your journey as a football manager. But yeah, I just really enjoyed that and tinkering without the background for a little bit. Um, almost bought 2021, uh, but I'm kind of enjoying 2020 at the moment. Everyone says 2020 is better than 21. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Especially as modding scene is still bigger on 20. Um, mm. I've been banned from playing this game for the past like <laughs> four or five years, so I'm very jealous that you get to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even allowed it on my phone, the touch version. So, <laughs> is this something that swallows you up, mate? It stats the game, it's and I, true, I, yeah. I love leveling up. I love a stat. Mm. I know you love a stat. And I love football, so it's but it, it's really immersive as well because once you get into it, um, you know, before matches, you can go and attend press conferences, yeah. And there are mods for that as well. So the actual game itself comes with your generic questions, but obviously there's people out there trying to make it a little bit more. Lifelike and the valid. Put real newspapers and, in and stuff, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've, I've literally spent a lot of time trying to find it, all the best mods for it, so just to make it that yeah. bit more of a perfect package. Um, yeah, really enjoy it. I recommend it to anybody. Um, you can just make it as difficult in the sense of what you have to manage, um, or you can just make it as streamlined as you like. It does um, help if you have a passing interest in football. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this. That, that it's not that wouldn't appeal to me. No. Much as much as I much as I like a spreadsheet and I like a stat mm. and I like a level up too. There's there's only so much that I can I can look at a lot of names of people I don't know who they are and just stick with XCompile. Mm. You're fine. You're <laughs> the hardest fine. thing for me actually was to take over Liverpool because it meant that I had to make Jurgen Klopp redundant. But, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I suppose I suppose you went out back and you whipped yourself in self-flagellation, <laughs> you know, bowed, bowed at the altar of Klopp, you know, all that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, that's it for me. Marvellous. Okay, well, seeing as the fucking resties haven't done anything, I'm going to have to then just just prop up this Nexus section. I'm going to have to rattle through a fucking lot because I... So for a bit of context, um, I for the listeners, I am a, I am a larger gentleman and I have been suffering a lot with my back over the past kind of month or so, and various other kind of health-related issues that have been concerning me. And after the recording of last week's podcast, uh, when I was when I sat to do the edit, I felt ill, I felt unwell, and I basically said, right, okay, I'm going to fix myself. So I called to work, I took some time off, and I've been off for the last two weeks, focusing on myself. Mm. So part of that has been physical stuff, uh, part of that has been just trying to do stuff to enjoy myself, to help myself with my mental health. So... I'm going to rattle this off um, Yachty Croshaw style and try and get through this as quickly as possible. In the last two weeks, I have 
bought and restarted Hitman 1 and Hitman 2. I'm playing them through from the beginning, trying to get Silent Assassin on every mission. Hitman, if you are unaware of it, does what it says on the tin. You play as the gravel-voiced, bald Hitman, yeah. Agent 47. You are sent around the world to murder bastards. And they are real, absolute Died in the world <laughs> bastards that just deserve to die in one way, shape, or form. You are not going and assassinating nice people or the politicians that you like. No, you, 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 you're, you're doing the people traffickers. You're doing the terrorists. You're doing fucking the janitors. No, um, indie, indie, <laughs> you indie are, rock stars. <laughs> indie rock stars, and apparently he's also a bastard, but he's an indie rock star, which means he probably deserved to die in the first place. Anyway, <laughs> you're going through all these. I, I love these games because you are yeah, presented okay. with a very large player area with hundreds of NPCs, you are told, this is the guy you've got to kill, go. And that's it. And I love it. One of my favourite levels is um, the first level in the first in, in the in the first game, in, uh, which is the fashion show in France. Ooh. And you've got this huge chateau. There's, about four, there's, there's one room where the, the runway is. There's 400 NPCs in there. And it's they're all individually animated they all have their own motivations they all move around independently and it's wonderful to see because you think why isn't this melting my xbox like mm-hmm. it should be it's i mean the thing is i've tried streaming it on the pc several times and i can't stream it because it is so cpu intensive mm-hmm. it, the computer won't render the game and play it at the same time in a way that the viewer can watch but yeah, I I absolutely love that that mission because you've just got it's this large house. It's separated across four floors. You've got the kind of the public area downstairs. You've got the um, staff area in the basement. You've got an area where it's a bit more exclusive, kind of on the first floor, and then the second floor. You've got the really tight security, and you've got two targets to kill, and it's marvelously fun. Um, but I'm, I've basically I've worked through the entire of the first Hitman game, getting Silent Assassin on every mission, apart nice. from the last one, which I'm working on. Uh, oh, and if you don't know, Silent Assassin basically means you uh, go in, you don't get spotted at all. If you get seen by a security camera, you find the security office and uh, delete the camera footage. Cool. Uh, you only kill your targets, um, and no one finds any bodies. So a it's lot hard. Of planning. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking difficult. Gotta be good. Yeah, um, and it's taken, like, the Colorado mission uh, took me seven attempts to do because that one is the hardest because there is four targets to deal with in a very small area. Um, But, yes, so I love those games. So that's the first thing. Second thing, I found a new exercise game on VR, which is Synth Riders. Uh, I talked about when I got my Oculus Quest that I uh, was playing Beat Saber, which is Guitar Hero with lightsabers. This is... A different evolution of it. Instead of boxes coming at you, you are flying through space towards spheres. But same principle, you've got these two different coloured spheres in your hands and you've got to punch them as you go. What I like about Synth Riders, though, over Beat Saber is um, all the music is synthwave. It's all very 80s-inspired electronic art. It's beautiful. It's great. Um, also, the colour palette is just... The, the, the game just... It's all those 80s synth... 80s synthwave... Um, pur- yeah, purples... <laughs> All these, all those weird colours that neons. you just associate with the eighties. Yeah, that's it. Neon is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, when I'm trying to talk quickly, my voice actually—I <laughs> just lose all ability to word. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Synth Riders—it just—it has this very eighties aesthetic. Everything looks wonderful. Everything looks brilliant. Um, and the gameplay changes from Beat Saber because Beat Saber everything's linear. You're just throwing your hands up, down, left, right, that kind of thing. But with uh, Synthrise, because you are basically beating balls or uh, beating these kind of balls that are flying in the 
yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm very, no, very that's aware a of title. what I just said. Yeah, that's a title. You're working on um, yourself, you, you said, for these past two weeks, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can do... You, you can do Ball beating. Forearms you, are like Popeye. You don't have to... You, you, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You don't have to be stuck into lateral motion. And one thing that they do that they have um, this rail system in where basically um, when the ball kind of comes towards you, you, your fist connects with it and then you have to drag it along a line afterwards. Like this. And so you... No, not like that, Oodles. He's making a wanking gesture. Oh my God, the, fuck, the fucking three, you are the worst. You don't come with anything and then... Oh, for fuck's sake. Synth Riders, play Synth Riders. It's a really funny game. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> Third game that I played, the medium fucking don't. It's so annoying. <laughs> this hyped up game, the first exclusive for the Xbox Series X and S. Oh yes, this is this this is the next generation. It doesn't fucking work properly. It's buggy as all shit. It's a. It was supposed to be the next Silent Hill. You know what? It, you know what it took from Silent Hill? Camera shots. It steals four camera shots directly from Silent Hill Two. It steals a puzzle from Resident Evil. Which I wasn't happy about. It's a jump scare. Uh, it's it's got one jump scare. Yeah. Um, it has the forced stealth sections from Ugh. fucking Spider Man. Yeah. Oh, nice! It's exactly the same. I don't mind a game that doesn't have any combat. That's fine. Yeah. But don't give me four stealth sections where it's an instant kill if you get spotted. Mm. Great. Now, nah, fuck that shit. Um, the annoying thing is, well, the plot is really good. Like the story is it really is. good in it. But the game is just so disappointing around it. It's barely any gameplay. I was really, really let down by it. Also, it's buggy as fuck on Series X. It was designed for this generation of Xboxes. Um, that I, I captured a video from the very ending cutscene. Uh, one of the characters kind of turns around and on my Series X, um, her face kind of distorts and there's like flashing lights around it. It's not part of her being spooky, supernaturally woman-y no. thing. It's... <laughs> It's just the fucking ray tracing in the game is buggering out completely. It's so bad. Oh, and it also sets itself up for a sequel that it hasn't earned. And it will never probably get. <laughs> just yeah. uh, just going to go uninstall that right now. Yeah, please do. Please do. Yeah, save, save yourself the 29 gigabyte. Okay, so I've got another couple of, couple of minutes left here, and I'm going to run through two, two things, which are the kind of my main things of it. I've watched two cartoons over this time. I love animation. I love cartoons. They're some of my favorite things in the world. And these two cartoons I've watched, both new series that came out in January. First one was season three of Disenchantment. Have any of you watched it? Yes. I know of it. I no. seen it. It's the Simpsons okay, so guy. Yeah, um, it's uh, Matt Groening's latest show. Yeah. Uh, it's on. It's exclusive on Netflix. It is um, basically what you would get if you put the Simpsons with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, or maybe Futurama with Game of Thrones. Yeah. It, it's that kind of silly, irreverent humour uh, focused on a, on a fantasy world. It, it's really, really funny. And there is a lot of excellent storytelling in it that it, it deals with a lot of like real world issues as most modern fantasy does these days um but the characters are really likable the situations are quite funny and quite surreal uh, my only complaint with the season is the kind of wasn't enough of eric andre's character lucy in it oh, yes. um the, the the kind of the thrust of the show is it follows um a princess who doesn't want to be a princess she is a drunken lout and she just wants to do whatever the fuck she wants. Mm. Uh, she's called Bean, mm. uh, short for Tia Beanie. Uh, she is given at her, I think it's at her birthday party or it might have been, no, no, is it, is it a, a, for a wedding present, someone gives her her own personal demon, Lucy, who everyone kind of assu assumes is a talking cat, who is 
generally the sardonic kind of comedy um, value of the show. He just he's determined to make everyone's life miserable, and he's very funny with it. She also encounters a, a small elf called Elfo. Yeah. Um, who looks? I think the design that they took a picture of Bart Simpson and made him green. Yep. Like literally, when you look at a picture of him, he looks like Bart Simpson. Just with a nose, really, a different nose. Yeah, and a pointy hat. Yeah. Um, and I'm re- I really realise that I'm I'm not, I'm not talking it up enough because I'm just trying to do this quickly. But yeah, it is a really really funny show. It's more adult well than The Simpsons, watching. isn't it? It's a bit more. It's not for kids. Yeah, it's very much. It's more Futurama's tool yeah. than anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, that really is Bart Simpson, isn't it? It yeah, really so fucking is just looking, it just looks like a, a Treehouse of Horror episode. Like, yeah. when you look at him. Yeah. yeah, I think it's probably where it started coming from. But um, yeah, it's, Massively different it, it, character to Bat Simpson, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is well worth, well worth your time to watch. At least get through the first... If you watch the first three episodes, it's one of those ones where the first episode is a little bit chunky. Uh, oh, it's also got Matt Berry in it as a recurring character. Yes, it has. So, <laughs> Doing his Matt, oh, Berry, Matt Berry voice. <laughs> oh yeah, he's just Matt Berry being Matt Berry. Um and the last one, I'm gonna take this one in a couple of minutes, is um possibly the best thing ever. Star Trek Lower Decks. Has anyone seen this? I, I've seen I've it. Seen I've it seen it on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Is it good then? It's on my radar. It's so good. Is it? Basically oh. Star Trek Lower Decks is the first animated version of Star Trek. Yeah. And it is it's just Star Trek pushed through a Rick and Morty filter. Is that what it is? The humour is very Rick and Morty. Um, the I mean, animation style is very Rick and Morty. It's rude. It's funny. Um, the lead two characters, um, uh, uh, Beckett Mariner, who's played by Tony Newsome, and Brad Boimler, who, and you'll enjoy this one, Oodles, played by Jack Quaid. No way! Yes. From The Boys. Uh, yeah, from The Boys. Huey from The nice. Boys. Cool. Um, the two of them are basically Rick and Morty because uh, Mariner's character, it, she is... She is brash. She wants what she wants in in life. She is stuck being an ensign because she wants to be an ensign. She doesn't want to get promoted up on the ship. Uh, <laughs> and Brad Boinler is just like, he's the new guy, wants to be good. He wants to make a good impression on the captain. He gets get, get reluctantly dragged along on these adventures. Are they all like red but, shirts, something like that? Sort of. It's... It, it's so the, this, the setup for it is the, the ship that they're on, which I'm trying to remember the name of it off the top of my head here, and I really can't. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. It's not one of the famous the ones. Well, no, no it's it's <laughs> it's it's a new ship for this um, for this show. Um, but basically, so the, the concept behind them is uh, be, behind their mission is so you have the Enterprise goes off and does first contact, meets new species, does yeah. all the exploring of that. The ship that they're on, uh, the Sereno, that's it. Oh. Um, the, the Sereno, they do second contact. So, <laughs> Clean up. So once the once the Enterprise has been and met the new aliens, ruined the civilization. The, 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 the Sereno goes in, and um, I, th- I think what, what the, the original the writer quotes is: uh, "Find where all the good coffee shops are, and find where to park, and stuff like that." You know, it's like setting them up into the Federation, and so they it basically it's like lackey service. They just have to they, they go in, they set up, they set up these worlds. Um and hilarity ensues because okay. Boimler wants to be he wants to be bridge crew he wants to be a captain he wants to you know build work his way up through the ranks but he's got no fucking clue he's got all the book smarts but none of the street smarts mm. whereas Mariner is someone who's just she's permanently kept herself on the lower decks <laughs> um and doesn't want to move steady wage <laughs> not even steady wage she just doesn't want the responsibility fair enough um, there's no money in Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you just work to live there, don't you, on the ships? Yeah, <laughs> and 
the way the way the the way the stories unfold is there's always something big happening for the, the bridge crew is always doing something big there's always like some story going on but the viewer is watching what happens with the lower decks guys just having to deal with that shit in the background mm-hmm. so you'll see like injured people coming past and going oh where the fuck what, what are they up to again he's always getting hurt and that kind of thing you know it's just like there's always some bigger story going on which the, the viewer doesn't care about um and there's there's even a few there's loads of like sarcastic nods towards the way Star Trek goes on and like Star Trek stories and characters. Um, there's, a, there's a great episode about midway through the season where they, they end up creating like a holodeck movie of the, of, of the crew. Like um, to, I can't remember, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil what the actual purpose was for it. Um, but you get this, you know, every Star Trek film, when they, when they start in the ship, you, there's always that, that, sh- that shuttlecraft ride where they see the ship in space dock. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. get the kind of you kind of get the sexy camera angles going around showing off the ship. They do that with all the JJ Abrams lens flare for three for, for what feels like five minutes, just to like it's like four too many shots of the yeah. ship, just to really take the piss out of it. Um and there's even a few like uh, Star Trek Next Generation cast members like kind of appearing and you you get a really funny episode where Q turns up. Oh dear. Um, oh, great. <laughs> and oh yeah. And ruins and everything. They've, they've, and they've got John Delancey doing the voice as well, wow. which is great. And the best part of that one is one of the lines Mar- Mariner just says to him, says, Q, just go away. We don't have time for your Q bullshit. <laughs> and walks up. Like, like Q is a known entity now across the Federation and they just can't be bothered with him. And I love it. It's so. Is, it, is it like a um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern type story? Like, do you know, uh, that, that, I think it's a play and, and they did a film where it's like two characters from Hamlet and it's about them watching Hamlet unfold type thing sort of yeah it's um i mean it's side characters it's based on that the, there is an episode of next generation called lower decks oh, um, right. where it follows like reginald barkley and a few other people kind of as they're just doing their day oh, to day yeah yeah while something bigger is happening elsewhere yeah. it's just that in a cartoon but it's really really funny and really worth your time awesome it's reminding me of um family guy in the spoofs they did with star wars yeah, it's oh god, yeah, and I'm gutted kind they never the did the rest tune. of the movies for that as well. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they 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 wore out their welcome after the fucking first one. To be fair, I think Family Guy wore out its welcome. It fair. did. You're right. It did. <laughs> but to I think be fair, they would have done a good riffs on the uh, prequels. I, I do like Family Guy's riff on Star Trek: Next Generation when when, oh, those, yeah. when those characters appear in in that show. Like that is. Funny. Oh yeah, that is funny. Yeah, but yeah, Lower Decks has a lot of that kind of that same sensibility. And the, the, what I think the main thing is, though, it's not punching down at Star Trek. It's not mocking it. It's very it's respecting it still. Yeah, yeah, it's it still respects it. In it, it's believable in the world, even though it's everything's kind of over the top and is a cartoon. Like. Um, you know, there'll be a sequence where one character says, "We we could go and save the day," and another one says, oh, "No, they'll just send the Enterprise to do that. We've got to go over here." You know, it's that kind of thing. It's that. It's that really. They're like, the good guys. Yeah, they, yeah. They know their place in this universe. Yeah. It's it. Yeah, absolutely worth your time. Definitely, it's. A, I'm gonna watch it, man. Like Ooh. like with Disenchantment. Um, uh, Disenchanted. No, Disenchantment. I always get the name of it wrong. Yeah, uh, it's ten episodes. They're all about half an hour long, uh, and that one's on Amazon Prime, and it's just absolutely bingeable me and Pip watched it and we've not laughed so much in a long time because we're both Trekkies and that is just it's just perfect hopefully it is better than the Orville then it's significantly better than the Orville (laughs) the the, the Orville had good concept and it had good episodes yeah and it kind of wasted it yes right 
that was whew, that was a lot. I'm going to catch my breath now. Have a breathe, mate. Have a breathe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're going to carry on this momentum. We're going to jump straight yes. into modern escapism. Uh, and this week, as it was my week and I got to choose, these other three are going to be subjected to my whims, as usual. Uh, <laughs> we are talking about f- films that are based on video games because we've we've talked about video games based on films. I think that was that Doomies subject a few weeks ago. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the sequel. Yeah, this is the sequel. We're flipping it in reverse and we're turning it around because while there have been some good games based on films, the jury's out as to whether there's actually ever truly been a good film based on a game and. You know, it's in the news a lot at the minute because we have Tom Holland as starring in the Uncharted film. Mm. Um, we have the Monster Hunter film is supposed to be... Is that out now? Is it supposed to be coming it's out soon? It's out and being buried, I think. I yeah. think they should not surprise. <laughs> they, should, they should probably burn it. Yeah. Burn that, the film. I, even though it's digital, they should burn the film. <laughs> <laughs> Just burn the hard drive that it's stored yes. on. Um, but the, and you know, in production, apparently, and these these are just the rumors. There's a Mega Man film. There is an un- untitled Metal Gear Solid film. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there is a, that one. and an untitled Yakuza film, which will be interesting. Ooh. Considering they, they are they, that would work better as like a soap opera. Um, it would. But yeah, so I thought it would be nice to talk about video game films and. So yeah, no, normally when it was uh, when it comes to my weeks and we do these kind of genre discussions, we I normally ask everyone to bring a few examples and we do a little bit around Robin. But when you ask for examples when it comes to films made from video games, it's very hard to come up with ones you like. And I didn't want this to be you know a forty minute long discussion of us ragging on films. I know it's what it's going to be, but I didn't want to preempt that one. So. I've asked the group to just bring a film that they want to talk about. So, Oodles, do you have a film that you like that's that's based on a video game or one that you dislike? Or so yeah, basically, I I, I don't know if this even counts. You're probably gonna you're probably gonna call me out for this, but it's I consider it a video game film, and it's one I really like. It's called Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> now, does this count? Because technically it's not based on a video game, but it's based on video games. Mm. I don't I, think that it counts. has guest appearances. No, it, it, it doesn't count because it's none of the games that he goes into are real. Like, there are real gaming characters there. You he know, goes you to Tapper. Sonic one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, okay. It's skating around the edges because in reality you just don't have one that you like, do you? I, I, Was yeah. there a video game is, on, is you like based on, on Wreck-It Ralph? Yes, there was a yes. mobile game called Fixed Felix. There, uh, there is an, there is another that I'm probably the only person in existence that likes it, and it's based on a video game. Okay, it's Max Payne. You oh, like Mark, that? The Mark Wahlberg. I haven't seen vehicle, it. Mark Max and the Funky Bunch doing oh, no. film noir shoot 'em up. <laughs> yeah, um, Go on. I've watched I've watched this film quite a good few times, and it's never been reviewed well. No one likes it. No, but I Good think reason. apart from Mark Wahlberg's face, I think, <laughs> it, I, I think it gets the tone right. With it's kind of an amalgamation of Max Payne one and two. It's got the uh, the drug. I think the drug was called Valkyrie in it. Yeah, that they all take, and it's got all it's got all the bits from the game in it, 
and a little bit of bullock time. <laughs> 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 Not much. But it's quite a low-budget affair. I think most of the money went on Mark Wahlberg, to be honest. I mean, it's it, it, a noir story. I think it's it's pretty good. Have you seen it? Has any of you yeah, seen yeah, it? Yeah, no, Once. I it. That was, yeah. That was awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. I loved Max most, Payne. Like, uh, most of them are, though. <laughs> big Max Payne fan, and I was well up for like a, a movie, and it's like, oh, Matt Wahlberg. I was like, oh, well, that's a shame. And then I saw the film, I was like, that's an even bigger shame. Max <laughs> Payne from Boston. <laughs> the, the, I, I don't know. I, I kind of... I, I, I kind of dig it. I kind of like it, and I always have. It's, it's one of never, it's one of the rare rare accounts that I do. I never understood why throughout Mark Wahlberg made the concerted choice to look like to, to have his face appear like a, a bulldog chewing a wasp throughout <laughs> the whole thing. Like I, I get that he's not going to be a happy manager in the film. He's playing Max Payne. There's no, no happiness to be exactly. had. But he didn't need to do that <laughs> scowl throughout. Have you not seen Max Payne's face? It's like that. In the first game. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's been hit with a shawl. <laughs> Max Payne's face in the first game is Sam Lake, the producer at Remedy. If yeah, you look at the guys, player. if you look at his Twitter account, that's his profile pic, is that face. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. I don't know. I've, I've just, I just, I just, I think it gets, it gets noir quite right. It's, it's almost to the point of, I mean, I mean, you know, like Sin City with the with the um, the narrative and stuff like that. It's, I, I don't know. I it's so, is good. it a good movie? Just that if you take Max Payne, the name away. No, I no, mean, no. It it, no. it has it has a Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> score of sixteen percent. Yes, and a thirty-one out of a hundred on Metacritic. Yes, it's universally regarded as a very poor film. I know, but I don't know. I think it's tonally, it's the tone that I like about it. I mean, the tone, because I mean, if you look at the film poster, it looks like the Sin City film poster as well. It's got that kind of black and white with the red writing across it. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Um, So it's got, I forgot it's got Mila Kunis in it as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Ludacris for some reason. Yeah. Oh, I. Luda's in it. And Olga Kurilenko, (laughs) she's in it too. Bloody hell. When did I see this film? I have seen it, but good lord. It's about 10 years old, isn't it now? It must be 2005, I think. 2008. Oh, eight. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think it warrants another watch, guys. I think you should uh, give it a try, honestly. No. 16%? It's quite, it's, it's, at least it's some percent. I mean, it, 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 it was a profitable film. It was made for That's 35 million and it brought back 85. There you go. A success story. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even tell you who directed it or anything. I just... <laughs> But I just, I just, I just think tonally it's 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 right. Apart from Mark Wahlberg accent, obviously it's always Boston, whatever he's in. <laughs> um, it's just I don't know. It's it's good. Give it a try. Okay, okay, okay. Strange <laughs> start. Then we'll take that. Well, Biggie, do you have anything to contribute towards this one? <laughs> well, I've got a similar issue. Um, the one that I could think of again, is not based on a video game, but it is <laughs> a video game. But it is, have you seen The Book of Eli? No. Yes, I love it. Now, isn't that just basically Fallout 3, the video game? The uh, the director of Book of Eli did say it was a massive influence. The tone... It's also based on a novel. The look... Stop the journey. cheating. I'm sure it is, I'm sure it is, but it's just the... The way it presents it, if you haven't seen it, check it out. And if you played Fallout 3, for example, then you will feel like you are watching. The thing is, if I can't have Wreck-It Ralph, you'll no, you know, you know, you know, you know, have Book of Eli. 
No, I agree. <laughs> You're not having I it. Agree. Stick's taking this extremely serious. Stop cheating. But I thought it deserved to be mentioned. <laughs> Get your shit oh, video game out. It deserves to be mentioned. <laughs> come, on, come, on, come, on, come on then, Biggie. You must have seen a video game movie in your life. Silent Hill. <laughs> oh. Now, again, this is the weird thing because I enjoyed it. And I know it's not a very good film based on a video game. But bizarrely, again, it's the tone. It captured the the freaky side of what happens in Silent Hill. It was quite disturbing. And visually, when Pyramid start again, when Pyramid Head makes his appearance, it's scary. R- pretty nasty, pretty brutal. Mm. Ripping skin off creatures or the nurses and I mean yeah. it, it's it's just got that eeriness that throughout that movie. It sounds it's good. It's got, it's got a good, it's good, good audio to that yes. film, I think. But yeah, again, forgettable. I can't really remember what happened in that movie. <laughs> the thing, thing is, I, I like the, the first Silent Hill film. The second, the second one deserves to die in a fire. Yeah. Um, but the first one I really enjoyed. And mm. one, it's one of the few instances of Sean Bean being in a film and surviving. Surviving, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although, although he did murder the American accent. All, yes. all I can remember from that film is just him shouting Rose. Just Rose! <laughs> Rose! That's, over that, and over again. that's all people did in the game. That's all I remember from that film. So the, the, the main problem I have with the film is it does fuck with a little bit of the kind of established Silent Hill lore. Like it tries yeah. to explain why the town is covered in fog and it says it's ash. It's supposed to, I think it's supposed to, it's actually mine, supposed to be snow. Yeah, it's, which is actually, there is a real place in America where there's like coal seams underground that are burning for like hundreds of years. Oh, that scary. is a thing. Um, but it, so it tries to explain that then also tries to explain that as kind of like the source of the tomfuckery that's going on yeah, um, it does. but then it tries to pull it a little bit closer to the original game and you get the cultists into it like it doesn't quite know which bits of Silent Hill it wants to adapt no, and which it does it mixes, it mixes one and two a lot doesn't it yes it does yeah. and also like the fact that they use Pyramid Head I get Pyramid Head is like a very recognisable from the sequel yep from, uh, from Silent Hill 2 but Pyramid Head is very specific to James Sunderland yes exactly like he's a man yes. Pyramid Head is a manifestation of James Sunderland's guilt yep. whereas, yes whereas all the other monsters that uh, the main character in the Silent Hill film witnesses are standard Silent Hill baddies and they look great like that first creature that she encounters yeah, um, yeah. The, the kind of the kind of phlegm monster woman thing in the street is incredible like I really liked that visual I thought it was a f- phenomenal look to the monsters mm. they the nurses right. look good yeah, yeah. Um, that scene when she's in the bathroom and you get that first transition to the, to the underworld yeah, uh, yeah, the other world rather. Oh god, that was incredible! Like the way they and that's, did that. That's was what brilliant. I mean. They they knew what they were trying to do. They just didn't do it very well. Yeah, uh, and like- I I, th- <laughs> and I think that's the issue with a lot of um, video games being transferred into film is because I think it's either the plot doesn't work or they don't understand the IP in the first place. Yeah. Is where they, they trip up, and um, I don't know. I hope no one's going to mention um, the Tomb Raider movies, but. Again, it's just kind of they overcomplicate either the plot or do you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. the basis of what, say, Lara Croft, for example, is that she's basically a female version of Indiana Jones in, in a simple way. So you could have her going after a MacGuffin and keep it quite simple, and then base all the, the cut, the not the cutscenes, the action scenes, the the big events, and sort of amalgamate that all together to make it a cohesive film. But instead, they, they, make, they just um, get caught up in the plot. and Yeah, they made Angelina characters. Jolie fight a robot. Oh, it, do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's just, I just don't get it. They don't understand. It, 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 even with the new one, it seems mm, like... I've never it, seen the new one. So the new one, it, it's very much taken from the 
the new Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider games. Mm. So um, Alicia Vikander is very much styled on the new Lara Croft. Yeah, yeah. But that film, I felt like I was just watching the game. It rips. And you know, every time when you, when you talk about video game films, everyone's like, oh, this would make a great film. But what's the point? Because we've already seen the story in the game. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I get that. So it's like why, it's like why, they did that, and so like, oh, actually, we're going to take stuff from the game and put it into the film, and then it was like, well, this is a bit shit and dull, isn't it? <laughs> Seen it all, like so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, what, what you what you kind of want from, and I think this is what I kind of look for when it comes to a video game film, is like take the characters and expand upon. They like, tell a story with the characters. Don't just recreate mm. scenes. Because mm. yeah. that, that was, yeah. yeah, I heard with that criticism with the Alicia Vikander film is why I didn't bother seeing it because I thought, oh God, I, th- I thought that I thought the 2013 Tomb Raider reboot was dreary enough as it was. Mm. I didn't want to see it. Is another one coming out? There is, yeah, she's done the, the, uh, Alicia Vikander starring in the second one. Yeah, but, you but know, it's, it's you also know, the, t- the type of game as well. So if you've got like a 30, 40 hour game or something, how are you supposed to transition that into a movie that's only for an hour and a half to two hours? That, that's half the problem, isn't and, it? That's why The Witcher works as a TV series because it, at the yeah. moment, from what I saw of the series, was that I enjoyed it. It was starting to build the characters, the world. You can't do that, and then well, you can, but not very well in probably an hour and a half to two <laughs> well, hours. You I, I, need to. I think you could up. with something like Tomb Raider, as you said. It's Indiana. Jo- it's it, she's like an Indiana Jones style character. Yeah. Well, they managed to do that with an Indiana Jones film. So Ooh. why, like Gadget said, why not? Take, why can't they take that character and build a good story? Just write a good story and script yeah. around that character, and it's doable. Some stuff, yeah, it's you know, like take the Warcraft film for example. There's too much. There is too much law. There's too much going on yep. that it just becomes a mess trying to put that into one two-hour film. No, that's it. The Tomb Raider movie with Angelina Jolie. What was the plot? I, I have, I have no. Two idea. of them, wasn't there? I yeah. can't remember what happened in any of them. No idea. Yeah, t- I don't know she, who, she who, who was chasing Butler after in the, who in the, in the fridge. So. <laughs> the um it's yeah not- the, yeah the, the only thing I remember from the first Tomb Raider film was um the Illuminati. She's in a cave. She's in I'm a sure cave. It's Gerard Butler, isn't it? Something. No, it's um, Daniel, oh, Craig. Daniel Craig. It's um Pandora Pandora's box. Oh, that's Some, it. That's all right. I can remember. Yeah. Ugh. And and guy, plays, I just like Chris Barry as the butler. Chris Barry, that's it. Yeah, Chris Barry plays the butler. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He does. <laughs> yeah. So, Stig, I know you've got a big list of them. What have you seen them all? I do. I've, I have. Uh, so, in preparation for this, I actually went onto my letterbox and made a list of video game films, how I'd rank them, just to see what I'd seen. Um, apparently, I've seen thirty-two video game adaptations. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that many. This is I have a live all action. They're thirty-two. There's no one at number one. Uh, yeah, I have a live action or animated CGI ones like Resident Evil. It's a CGI film. I've seen that one. Um, top of that list, um, I've had a bit of a play around with it, and I've said this before, but for me, it's Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. Yeah. And I th- oh yeah, yeah. And I think I agree with that. I'm going to quickly go. F- fly through this one because I think there's something else worth talking about but I think Street Fighter 2 animated movie is it it, because it's an animated manga that's why it works you can have the fight scenes you can have the fireballs you can have like people you can have people looking like the actual characters because they're all hand drawn they're all done in a manga and then they've they've put this little storyline behind it it's you know, it's about M. Bison trying to collect street fighters around the world and turn them into his own personal army. Yeah. And 
it within that because his robots were shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, so within that, Vu is the main protagonist, and obviously, and by, um, and yeah, protagonist, isn't it? And 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 Bison is the antagonist, and and Bison captures Ken, and the whole thing is basically leads to Ryu trying to yeah. re- rescue Ken. And it's there's good. quite a good backstory in there. That it does little flashbacks to uh, Ryu and Ken when they trained. The music is the really romance. good. The music in it is really, really good. It, either licensed music or like their own music that they've like composed for the film. And yeah, the fight scenes are great. It's got some good humour. And yeah, it, that's for me, that's the best one. Mainly, it's well animated as well. Yeah, it is, yeah. But mainly because it's animated and they can get away with <laughs> yeah. making it look and feel like Street Fighter. But then you get on to the adaptations, and I think this is one that, as Gadget has said, no, as Gadget has said, that like taking a character and building a story around it, and this doesn't have any right to be that good, but I really enjoyed it, and it's the Sonic the Hedgehog film. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. It was when that, stupidly when, fun. Yeah, when that first got announced, it was like, oh, Sonic the Hedgehog in the real world. He's just going to be saying, like, cowabunga and shit like that, isn't he? It, it looks bad. Like, the initial... And the initial yeah. design yeah. looked yeah. awful. I don't know why they did that. Like, you've got... He had human teeth, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He had human teeth and tiny little fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... You've I got, liked him. You've got the design of Sonic, just go with that. And then you've got Jim Carrey, and, like, you know, he's very hit and miss these days. But I, I just thought everything worked really well, and I really enjoyed it. I do I do think Jim mm. Carrey saved that film. Like, oh, I yeah, think yeah. If, like, he's chewing the scene goes full oh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, a full 90s Jim Carrey. Is that like yeah, manic would. energy? Which is really fun to see because obviously we haven't seen that from him for quite a while. But I, mm. I really like Ben Schwartz doing the voice of um, Sonic. Yeah, like, He did a mm. really good job playing him. Didn't so much care for James Marsden in it, but he's just wallpaper whenever he appears. I never in the have film. cared for James I Marsden. Like, I do. Like Cyclops and everything. Oh, wasn't he was it? so bad in that one. <laughs> I think choice. he was done disservice, though, Cyclops' character. Yeah, he's supposed to be the leader of the X Men. Yeah. Barely talked. Yeah, I like, yeah exactly. I like James Marsden, to be honest, but I think I think he's uh, yeah, this, Cyclops. Uh, he did dirty. Yeah, Friend this, of the show, James Marsden. Mm-hmm. Can I <laughs> just quickly talk about another Street Fighter movie, which I detest with all my blood? Uh oh, it's the Jean Claude Van Damme version. You don't like it? Oh my god! It's got, I saw it's, that. got it's got a weird charm that I can't. I saw that. I saw that last year. I've never seen it before. I went to cinema to see it. I just can't believe how bad, how campy it's got that Raul movie Julia is. In it. But it's not good camp. It's bad camp. Oh come on, Raul Julia. He's the, he, he's amazing. He's awful. It. He looked really ill because that was his last. He was movie. ill. Yeah, he was ill. Then you've got these really weird pauses between something happening on the screen, like the editing. They forgot to cut, and there's this really weird gap between where a punchline is dropped and then it just stands there and they're all looking at each other and then it moves to... It's, oh, just, I like it. It's, watch, no, it's bad. I, I posted it's this in our Discord. So bad. If, go and watch. They've just dropped it this week on his trailers on Street Fighter, the, the live-action film. <laughs> all right, I'm it's so good and it, and it just tears it apart and it, and it just talks about how <laughs> Guile stages a coup and everything. It's just like, is he a good guy? Like... I don't know. Yeah, the plot, the plot, the plot but, is that Bison wants to invent his own currency in his own country. But when yeah. did you last Shadow see loop. the movie that actually? Saw oh, it? in the nineties. Like, yeah, same. Yeah, ne- ne- watch ago. it now because I think it's on Prime, which is where I caught it. 
And I thought, it came up in the list, and I thought, oh, do you know what? I've never seen this. So I put it on, and I'll never get that hour and a half back. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's so, so bad. Ryu and Ken really are just bad. side characters out there. They're, they're awful. Yeah, yeah. John Cod. Uh, Blank, don't, don't even get me started Dale. on Blanker in that movie. Just, Charlie! Mm. Yeah. Oh, do, you, do you know what? Do you know what? The guy who wrote that, I got this from the Honest Trails, just had a look. He wrote Die Hard. Die Hard 2. Oh. Commando. <laughs> Shit. The Running Man. 48 really? Hours. So, so, did, so when like 1990 came along, did he run out of ideas? Or yeah, something? Because, because, <laughs> because when 1990 came along, he wrote... He wrote Hasn't worked since. The Flintstones, Judge Dredd, Beverly Hills Cop 3. I think when the 90s hit... All bangers. He just went off a cliff. Oh, he actually well, wrote... Bang awful. He wrote uh, Tomb Raider, the... The second um, Angelina Jolie film as well. So, oh, yeah, he started his career really well by the looks of this, and then <laughs> and then the eighties ended. Yeah, he's done um, a Rick Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> so back is it for for me? I'm going to bring something to the table that isn't specifically a film, but I want to kind of bring. So you're cheating too. Yeah, no, 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 it, no, no. It's entirely it's entirely relevant. It's entirely relevant because I'm going to bring to the table, and this is this is like. When you get that scene in the movie where someone where someone's playing poker and he's got a good hand and he pushes all his chips to the center. Yeah. So what I'm pushing to the center of the table right now is Paul W. S. Anderson. Because <laughs> what, the man himself. The, the man himself. Because, I'm calling. Because this man is responsible for some of the greatest atrocities of video games to films. So his second film, his second feature film was Mortal Kombat. His, he followed that up with Event Horizon, which was a very good film, yeah, not related to really. video games in the slightest. There was another film in between that, and then came Resident Evil did he do in 2002. Kombat? He did Mortal Kombat. I quite yeah. like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> in 2004, Alien vs. Predator and Resident Evil Apocalypse. In 2006, DUA Dead or Alive. 2007, oh, bad. 2007 Resident Evil Extinction. 2009, he he did, he went off the video games and he did Pandorum, a film I've talked about before. I quite like that one. 2010, Resident Evil Afterlife. 2012, Resident, Resident Evil. Evil Retribution. What? 2016, Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. How many 2020, Monster Hunter. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought there were only three Resident Evil. No, there's like no, there's six. six. They just Fucking get worse hell. and worse. Actually, third is better than the second, but they, they are all just. I see the last so, one I saw. She were in a desert. Yes, that was third. the third one. Yeah. yeah. I thought so, that was it. Yes. Paul W.S. Anderson, I believe, is entirely responsible for the current state of video game films. Uh, um, sorry to cut on. you off. Go on, carry on. <laughs> I'll come back to it. Oh. No, 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 no. I, I want to hear this point because I saw the look on your face there which said you had something good to say. Yes, there was a good I have two words for you. Yeah. If you going to say Uwe Uwe Ball. Ball. Yeah, come no, on, no, 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 no. come on! No, but nobody's seen his films. That's yeah, the U- yeah. U- Uwe Boll doesn't get into cinemas. He releases yeah. straight to bargain bins. So he doesn't bad. even get on the shelves. They're just so, gone. That's that's so bad. Any of his? Oh, you should see. Watch, watch House of the Dead. House no, of the Dead's amazing. <laughs> he intercuts bits of live action with bits of the video game. It's, what, there's really? a volleyball scene in it. Yeah, for reason. <laughs> Seriously, there's yep. a bit where he's like, it's, I think it's first person, and you're shooting, and all of a sudden bits of the video game just appear yeah. and zombie like you know this yeah. 90s video game that That's awful amazing. graphics it's just mm. so are they bad. that bad that they're good or they no 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 they're just bad 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 and he's a bad person as well so yeah we can say yeah, he's a baddie yeah but yeah but, sorry yeah. go on paul, what? No. Oh. Paul, paul ws anderson is largely responsible for some of the 
biggest atrocities that have come mm. from video game ab- mm-hmm. adaptations. And the annoying thing is, I've watched most of his output. Wow. And the thing is, I like, I like five sixths of the Resident Evil saga. Apart from five, the fifth one, Retribution. Yeah, Retribution, <laughs> which was possibly one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> like that was a real bad one. He has but, the, the the shitest um, names for his films, doesn't he? What what is it? Apocalypse, Retribution, the Extinction. final chapter, Extinction. I just Give remember up. that really cool laser, laser room in Resident Evil One. I thought that was that's the best bit. Yeah, that's all I remember from bit. that movie. Yeah, that, that well, the thing the thing is, Resident Evil One. I, I know it, it kind of put a lot of people off because it was it didn't follow the game and I no. quite like that it didn't like it was I mean what did you want it was in a mansion in an underground lab in Raccoon City in a mansion City. for two minutes well yeah but you still <laughs> you went underground the walking dead in a mansion where they're trying to survive for as long as possible it was you know it was a bit yeah. more of a plot the, um, you're all going to die down here oh yeah creepy children hologram thing no I don't like it um, but, was anyone the master of unlocking in there nope no Jill Valentine wasn't in that one at all she's in the second yeah, she's, one, in the, yeah. she's in, the, in, in the second one with a with, with a riff on the Resident Evil Three outfit. Yeah, she doesn't have a beret, unlike the first game. No, <laughs> but not quite a boob tube like she has in Resident Evil no. Three, which is the most bizarre character design I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. for, 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 for action, you, you dress as if you're going to clubbing. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, so, so <laughs> the first the first film I thought worked better than a lot of people put on because. It did build a fair bit of tension because you didn't see any zombies for like 40, 45 minutes in it. Like it was true. That's it true. wasn't like the last. It was only the last third of it where the zombies came and they came and they. Then it was like a pandemonium kind of thing. It was like very much Day of the Dead, yeah, or Dawn yeah. of the Dead, where it was just like. It wasn't like the Resident Evil games where you walk into a room and go, "Ah, there's a zombie. I'll walk around them," kind of thing. It was just like, no, here's five hundred of them coming towards you and. It wasn't scary, but it was tense, and I liked that. On, on Resident Evil, the game, it was, what is that monster? Yeah. That's what the, <laughs> it's better than that. I hope that's not Chris's blood. blood. Oh, I love that <laughs> but, um, Even you, the master of unlocking. And how long did it take for that first zombie to turn his head around? Like... <laughs> Timeless, that. Yeah. They did, they did do that in the... In the, in the in, it's a bit different. I think on one of on one of the Resident Evils, the zombie turns around and does that scene for scene. It's not the first one though. It's not the first film. No, it is, yeah, it, is, it, it, is it is. It's, it's when it's the, they open they open up. I think it's like a shipping container or something or something like massive door. Yeah, and like they see a guy shambling around and he just slowly turns. Yeah, around. he does that thing. Yeah, and it's like Which I, I like that. I like. Yeah, that. it's like a nice reference. Um, and they got the liquor law right. Yes, the, yeah, they did. Even though they didn't get the CGI right because he looked. No, dreadful. they didn't. <laughs> but. Yeah, that film worked for what it was. And then they went into Apocalypse, which I thought was a better film. I do. I, I think um, the second one's the best one I've because seen. Because I think that one is the only one they've actually been close to Resident Evil as we know it. And it was the third game. Well, yeah, because it, it kind of mashed together bits of the second and third game. You had the yeah. the, uh, the nemesis there, but you know, it was still very much focused around Alice and her story and the Resident Evil mm. characters were, like Jill Valentine, they were all kind of like around the side of that. Yeah, they exist. Um, but... <laughs> It looked good. It, 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 again, it wasn't really scary. It was more of an action film than anything like that, but I liked it. Mm. And then it went Mad Max, and I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> and they introduced Wesker to it, and he wasn't Wesker. He wasn't what I assumed Wesker. He wasn't the calculating Chris, don't villain. open that door. <laughs> well, like, like, Wesker's always been this very camp villain. Like, he's always been this very over-the-top, unnecessarily evil person. Oh, no, no, that's no, Chris, no, that Chris boulders. Yeah, Chris Redfield was punching boulders because he's yeah. that jacked. Um, 
But you, you, you know, like, like Albert Wesker is like this t- very typical. He's the British baddie kind of thing, isn't he? He's like yeah. scheming. He's always he wears sunglasses at night. He's got the slicked back hair. He's and got everything. that weird New England accent that's almost British, but not quite. It's yeah. so weird. And when they introduce him into, into the series that Paul W. S. Anderson was doing, it's just like he became a bit of nothing. He was just like a board member for Umbrella. And that yeah, was when kind of yeah. everything started going off the boil for me. Then like they did the fourth one where they horribly miscast Wentworth Miller as Chris Redfield. I don't know what the fuck they were playing out with that. Who's Wentworth Miller? What's he? Uh, the guy from Prison Break. That's, with the oh, tattoos. that's why. Really? really? Yeah. Oh, no, I'd have him as somebody else, but not, no, not yeah, Chris. No, 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 Chris Redfield. Have, have the guy who played his brother in Prison Break. He'd do a good Chris yes. Redfield. He's got the muscles for it. <laughs> yes, he would. He'd be perfect. But yeah, it just after that, like afterlife, and just everything started going off the boil, and it got stupider and stupider and stupider, to the point where you've got to do in the sixth film, you've got to do in kind of gun fu off the back of a motorcycle towards an armored personnel carrier, crushing zombies with Ian Glenn being all evil. Oh, just like Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure I, I remember the fifth feeling like they just rebooted the whole thing. And, it, and it, doesn't, it doesn't even seem to f- carry on from the fourth. And then it's the fifth, the one where they're like the underground, there's all those like different scenarios like made up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like they yeah, rebooted they're, they're, the whole thing. They're under the, ice, they're under the ice in Siberia. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. What? Because the, the <laughs> Alice fourth, has got superpowers now. The fourth <laughs> Which film, one's Alice, the made-up character? Made, yeah, yeah, that's uh, Emily Jovovich, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, his wife. Four ends with them like feeling like they're trapped. Yeah, because they're on a boat. Uh, yeah, and then the fifth one opens up. And she's under the scra- underground. It's like, okay, why the fuck? Why we're we here? And it's just okay. We just decided to. She's here now. All right. Please tell me that the final chapter is the last film, though. No, yeah, because it- they left it. They left it. They left it open for a sequel. However, because there is no, they, it's they gone, are, isn't it? Well, no, yeah, but the, like the end of the film is mm. at the end of the film. You, you, it, it, you would expect them to do like the finally destroy Umbrella, the finally destroy the virus, that's no, rebuild yeah. society, and like Miljovic, like there's the 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 post the post ending scene yeah. kind of voiceover thing comes on my journey never ends I carry on to this day I'm like no no, don't do another one it's, it's only just begun <laughs> yeah. but the, um, as that film was still in the I cinemas it was announced that they were re- <laughs> they were rebooting Resident Evil and the first film in a new saga comes out this year Oh, they did that. They did Netflix, that with Friday the Thirteenth, though. One, one of the Friday no, the Thirteenth no, 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 got the no, final not, chapter. Not Netflix. I had, oh shit! Yeah, it's a it. Netflix show, isn't there? Yeah, there, there is it a is. Netflix show. Yeah, but that's not um, what I'm talking about. They're rebooting the film. Oh my god! Yeah, the, 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 but they announced that they were rebooting the series while the last series was still in the cinema. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing is, though, Resident Evil has some good films because there is the animated films, which yes, are brilliant. I've seen some of them. Yeah, I've seen, seen some one. of them. They, seen the one in the airport. I've seen, well, there's three of them. There's Damnation, something else, and... It's all Leon, else. isn't it? D-degenation. Degeneration, yeah, that's, sorry, it. that's it. Yeah. Um, and the last one, if it begins with an E, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but they're, they're hilarious because they take the over-the-top nature of the games mm. and the very campy Umbrella's Evil, look at these giant monsters, let's have a big action fight scene kind of thing. Mm. Watch the third one. The third one is fucking hilarious because there is an extended scene near the end of the film of uh, Chris Redfield doing the the Matrix equilibrium style gun fu thing in a corridor yeah. with a hundred soldiers it's so that in the game he never reloads <laughs> he never drops his gun he never changes weapon he just constant pistol rounds Only going in all directions 
it's fucking brilliant. Entered a and cheat code. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like, it's basically like they made Resident Evil Six a film. It's that stupid, but it's wonderful. And the thing mm. is, these animated films do so much better. Like as Sue was saying before about Street Fighter, mm. like the animated films have a much better shake of it because they're generally made by the people who made the game. Ooh. Like the Resident Evil animated films, they're made by a division of Capcom. They're not made by whoever the fuck Screen Gems is. <laughs> <laughs> Screen think, Gems is a um, very famous pu- uh, publisher of films, aren't they? Screen Gems is a big one. I think that's the same with the tech. No, sorry, sorry Impact Pictures. Well. That's um, the, ah. Impact Pictures is a Paul W.S. Anderson's thing. Um, but yeah, Paul, kind of dragging back to the subject away from Resident Evil, but Paul W.S. Anderson did all these films and he made a lot of very bad video game films to the point where Monster Hunter is latest one, which has only just recently come out. That cost him sixty million dollars to make, and so far has taken twenty two point one million dollars. Who's and in it? Got it, uh, Miljovovic. Oh, surprise! Uh, surprise. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of cheap actors, and then Ron Perlman. Uh, Tony, oh, Ron Perlman is doing Tony Jaw in it from um, Tony Jaw. Oh, Tony Jaw in it as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he's the stunt coordinator then, as well, isn't he? Probably, Two roles. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that one was funny. Did you see the controversy around it? No. Yes, shit. yes. So there, um, it came out in China first because the, 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 thing, the, thing, the thing is with the re- like same with the Resident Evil films. The reason they kept getting made is because they do big numbers in China. Yes, um, and Monster Hunter got released there uh, first, and there was a Chinese slur in the English dialogue that they oh. didn't bother to remove, and they just put some um, different subtitles over the top. No, but the English voice remained. Um, it was it was just, it was someone doing a rhyme and uh, I, I don't want to kind of repeat what it don't was. Say but it. it was no 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 I'm not going to repeat what it was. But it was basically it was like a like a like a, a old old style racist children's yeah, rhyme yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they kept they kept the audio of the character saying oh, that. Oh fucking idiot! Why is that even in the film to start with? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't. Don't quote me on this one, but I think it might have actually been one of the Chinese cast that said it as well no. like in the dialogue. No. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. But I, I'm, yeah, uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to watch that film because I really like Monster Hunter. No, no, know. it is. It is. It doesn't um, have a good story as a as a game. It's not a story game. It was a. It was a, a Jin or Young's character says it. Oh dear. It got banned in, I think, it, I don't know if it actually got banned in China. No, no, yeah, it was removed from circulation. Chinese authorities <laughs> censored references Rather to it than online. Rather it. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that I don't understand how no one caught that in the edit. Yeah. yeah. Like, why, why would you, one, put that in the film to start with, but also, two, why would you keep that in the edit? Even if you wanted to keep it in the edit for Western audiences, why would you put it in the edit in China? So is, and in is, fact, is, going back to what Oodle says, it's not mm. really a sort of game that you'd think about. You'd think, I want to see that as a movie. Do you know what I mean? It's not even set on Earth, Monster Hunter. It's, it's yeah, just such a well, weird this, choice. Yeah, well, the, the, the film, I think the film does a, like dimension hopping stuff. It's oh, like, for fuck's because, sake. Because Millie Jovovich's character is a... Um, From Brooklyn. Brighton. Uh, she's a, <laughs> Captain Natalie Artemis, a US Army Ranger and member of United Nations military oh, team. Of course sake. she is. So they stargated it. Yeah, basically, yeah. I think almost oh. entirely that's what they've done. <laughs> wow. um, and um, uh, Ron Perlman as the Admiral, the chieftain of a group of hunters, which says that that's probably going to be slightly problematic in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like again, Monster Hunter. Like for the, our audience who haven't played it, Monster Hunter is a game where you literally you. It's a very Japanese game made by Capcom. You go and you hunt it's a monsters. Hunting game. <laughs> yeah, like 
it's a grindy, repeatable game with yeah. the most minimal... Like, it, you take that game and you show it through the window. Story. There is stories outside playing in the garden. And you take Monster yeah. Hunter and you take it to the wind and go, that is story. You come back here now mm. and put it back on the desk. Mm. That's how much story is in the game. <laughs> how many video game films are there that like that with no story? I'm just looking at my list I've made. So what's come out? Rampage. That's I was not, literally about to say Rampage. That doesn't have a story, but let's make Rampage is based it. on the Nintendo game. As, uh, as, in yeah. the, as in the big monsters who just oh, came out, monkey. I couldn't even believe that yeah. it happened. Yeah, is that I, real? I the big monkey, the big lizard. Yeah, it's got yeah. the rock in it. Yeah. The rock in it. Yeah. The rock. Yeah. What else have we got? We've got Need for Speed. Need for Speed. What? Yeah. yeah Need for Speed film. Doom. There's a Tekken film. I mean, to be fair, the Doom film is hilariously bad. Yeah. There's there's a few Tekken films. There's an animated Tekken film, which again works slightly because it's animated and they can yep. play around with it. Although for some reason it has dinosaurs like like attack. I know there's a dinosaur in Tekken, but it doesn't Yeah, gone. It's not really no, in Tekken. The, no, there isn't. There's a boxing di- there's a boxing raptor in there in, in Tekken. It's a kangaroo. There is, yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah he um for some reason they just have these raptors that are, that guard the base. Uh what? And then the Tekken actual live action is just terrible. It's like some kind of oh yeah, it's dreadful. It's like some kind of cage, like fighting tournament or something. So, well, and then should... DOA, Mario Brothers. None of these actually have storylines. Why are we bothering no. making films about them? Money. Yeah. Well, yeah so, but... <laughs> yeah, chance out is probably something where the studios have managed to get the they've like bought a load of licenses from somebody from a publisher, and it's just like, yeah. hey, let's do something with this. Mm. So before we move on to the, the last bit, before we get on to the Inquisition, would you like to ha- hazard a guess at some of the scores of the five worst films as listed on the list of films based on video games on Wikipedia? Let's do it. So the fifth worst film, two, three, four, five. Yep, the fifth worst film, Silent Hill Revelation. So that's mm-hmm. the s- sequel to Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. One has to guess at the Rotten Tomatoes score on that one. The fifth worst. Sixth worst. Six percent. No. Eight percent. Uh, ten. Ten. Oodles gets it. Ten. Yeah. Um, that one still somehow took fifty-two million dollars. No idea how. Um, <laughs> People love a shit it. horror. <laughs> well, true. To be fair, I love a shit horror. Yeah. Right, this this one, I had no idea this existed, and no idea someone would want to make a film out of this game. In the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale. Uve Ball. Really? It's got Jason Statham in it. <laughs> What's a real film? Yeah, it is. It's Uwe Boll and it's got Jason Statham in Dungeon it. Dungeon Siege is in the and computer Ron Pullman. RPG. We're seeing a pattern here. How did I, he end up in that? I don't know how <laughs> Jason Statham has ended up in this film. That's bizarre. Is it a real film, this? It's yeah. a real film. Do you want to um, do, do hazard, hazard a guess? 13%. No, because it's... No, it, it's, it's, it's worse than the last one. Go I'm sticking with 8%. Oh, it's going down. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. He said 8, so I'm going to go 7.5. 9 Four uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, fucking hell! So we're getting, they dropped we're, from we're getting below four percent already. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Next up is another Uwe Boll. It's House of the Dead. Two. One. Two percent. Three percent. It's not even worth three percent. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Two. One hundred percent. Love no, that film. The bottom one's got to be Alone in the Dark. It is. It's Alone yeah, in the Dark. Of yeah. It is. They made an Alone in the Dark film. They did, yeah. Star, it's another Uwe Ball. That's Starring Christian up. Slater, isn't Tara it? Reed Christ- and Christian Slater. Christian Slater. And Stephen Dorff. <laughs> oh, wow. What? Double whammy there. <laughs> what? 
Why do I not know about these films? Probably because they're shit. Oh, I mean, so I mean the thing is, the, the Alone in the Dark film has nothing to do with Alone in the Dark, which barely has anything to do with itself. Like each of the Alone is in the Edward Dark. Edward Canby. No, no, it is actually yeah. That's played by is Edward Canby. Christian Slater is a supernatural detective who specialises in the occult and other paranormal. That's based subjects. on the game, then. Uh, yeah. Can I ask a question before we move on? Just a quick one. It's a quick yeah. round robin one. Out of the ones. Video game ones that you've seen, what's disappointed you the most? One that you thought, oh, I'd really like to see a film from this video game, and then you watched it and it just disappointed. Not just because it was so crap, but just something about it just disappointed you the most. Yeah, so I've got one. F- for me, it would be, um, it would be Dead Space Aftermath, which was an anime taken mm. from Dead Space. Yeah, yeah. Like, seen most it. of the time when I see a video game film, Ooh. I expect it to be not very good. I, I, I go in with low expectations, but I love Dead Space and I love the world around it, and I love the. Uh, there was the first Dead Space film, uh, which I can't remember the name of, but that was actually really good. That, that anime was mm. good. The third one, it was bridging the gap between the first Dead Space game and Dead Space 2. And they tried to do an animatrix <coughs> with it where they had like four different directors in with different animating styles. And one of them looked like it was CGI made pre-Toy Story. It Ooh. was really bad. Yeah, yeah. And then... But the character designs changed so much. So in one you had, uh, if you remember the character from the game Stross, Nolan Stross, uh, yeah. he was this kind of nerdy scientist-y type. And most of the, most of the kind of, um, most of the animation styles kind of kept that with him. And there was one where he's like jacked, like he's from fucking, like he's Jin from Tekken. Is it Jin from Tekken? Yeah, it's um, Jin. Yeah, he had like the black hair and the huge muscles and all that. I was like, who's this character? And he opened his gob and it's the scientist. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you what, what do you do it? Do you not have a common design for the character? Did you not get the email because the other three directors got it? They all look, look about the same. <laughs> Why is he yeah. jacked? The, the <laughs> comics are good for Dead Space. Yeah, the Dead Space comics, but yeah, yeah. That, that one let, that one let me down because for all the story was all right when it just it was so distractingly made because the jumps between animation houses was so vast and it was just like it was unwatchable. Uh, for me, um, probably biggest letdown, and I can I, I can say this with all honesty because I we've already spoken about it. I, I I love Mortal Kombat film. I loved it, the original one, and Annihilation just shat all over Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Even though Mortal Kombat as an adult, it's not a really good. It's got its charm. Film. It's got its charm exactly. It's got the characters more or less right, and then Annihilation. They, they they have to change they have to change actors and stuff and it's explained that um, Raiden's had a haircut and stuff like that. Oh, that, I love that scene when he's walking down the hill. He's like, Do you like and, my new hair? Yeah, uh, <laughs> fucking James they, 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 they go in like Atlas balls from Gladiators and stuff like that to go to the different <laughs> dimensions, and he just changes everything about it. Like, like we all know in the original Mortal Kombat, the Goro model was claymation type thing, like, yeah. and but. It was still right for the character. It was, it, it was grand, and they had um, Kano's Australian, like he was in in the games and stuff like that. Like, like they had the history, but then in the in the second one, Annihilation, they just they just brought like secret bonus characters that don't really exist and stuff. Was just, <laughs> and they had like fucking Motaro, which was like a, a side boss for Mortal Kombat Two that had no reason and no law. In the actual universe, and did, did, never did, been... didn't they bring oh, in uh, didn't they bring in Ermac, who's just a, a, yeah. a, re- a yeah. reskin of Smoke, who's everyone. a reskin of Reptile? Yeah. <laughs> they brought everyone in it. They brought, oh, he's so fucking bad, and the acting's bad, and 
you can tell that they've got less money to make the film and stuff like that. It's just bad. Don't get me wrong, Mortal Kombat is not that good, but it had a bit of heart to it. And we all know who directed it, because you've just told us, but <laughs> I don't know. It, had, it might have been because when the original film came out, we only had the trilogy to, to, to base it on. And then yeah. by the time Annihilation came out, we had Mortal Kombat 4, we had 3D Mortal Kombat, you know what I mean? It was a different time, but fucking hell. So shit. Mm. <laughs> what about yourself, Biggie? Anything that you would disappoint? Street Fighter the movie can go yeah, Hadouken go. itself, man. <laughs> it's, if it's we... still on Prime, go and watch it. Trust me. Yeah. You'll suddenly realise how bad it really is. Yeah, your one stick. <laughs> Just quickly it's for not me, a good film. mine was the 2007 film starring Tim- Timothy Oliphant, Hitman. Mm. I didn't know that was a film. Yeah. I, there's, hit, there's two of them there's Hitman Hitman Agent 47 isn't yeah, there yeah Agent Fucking 47's hell. I think it's just they tried to reboot it with a non-actor or something but Hitman was like it was bang in the, the middle of the phase where I was into Hitman I played the, the original Hitman Blood Money is one of my favourite games like I really oh, love Blood, Blood Money so good. Hit, and, and this came out a year after Blood Money I was like oh well up for a Hitman film and they just turned it into a generic action film where he talks loads and he quips and you're like oh, this is not <laughs> this isn't Agent 47 this isn't Hitman like what is this this is not Timmy, Timmy Fjellofant is like well known to be very charismatic yeah he's, as a, an actor. he's like a it's more comedy <laughs> yeah. than like and it, it just yeah he's a front man isn't he he's, more, he's not it's not a stoic assassin with a barcode on the back of his head. I, I, yeah. I, I, remember, I remember seeing the trailer and like seeing that like, a building explode and like action scenes and all that. I'm just thinking, what, did, did, did I play the same Hitman game? Because yeah, they didn't get silent assassin ranked, did they? Yeah. No. It's like, it is like he's a Hitman, but if he needs to, he's just going to whip a gun out in public and just start just... destroying helicopters in the middle of the street. And you're like, what is this? What is it's just bald John Wick. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just um, so disappointing. It's like you could have made a really cool, like, oh, never mind. Hit, hit I was thinking the Jean Claude Van Damme movie Bloodsport is a better Street Fighter movie than the Street Fighter <laughs> you are movie so mad that about he appeared in. <laughs> Watch the animated one, mate. Watch the man- the nineties manga one. That I've one. seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kickboxer is even better as well. And Kickboxer too. Kill my brother. So, 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 so after this extended moan about video game films for a while, I thought it would be because we couldn't really round robin it, although we've been able to talk for quite a long time on it. Um, <laughs> I thought it would be nice of us to pitch our idea for the perfect video game film adaptation. Yeah. So we've all, we've all brought a pitch with us. Mm-hmm. Um, all I asked for was, you know, what's the game? Who's going to be starring in it? Who's directing it? And maybe a little bit of a story pitch if you want. So we're going to start with um, Stig for this one. Stig, pitch uh, us your movie. I have brought the perfect game. <laughs> a game that you could make this into a film and it would be amazing because of who is involved. Now picture this. A Legend of Zelda film Ooh, directed yeah. by Hayao Miyazaki <laughs> and animated by Studio Ooh, Ghibli. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, uh, sorry. I, I need a moment. Yeah. I'm going to have to take three to five working days to recover from this idea. Yeah. I mean, to give you... You've had two weeks' practice, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I was sat there thinking I could just pick all these, like, you could, you know you could do it. You could do yeah, exactly. That's the point. You could it do a works. Gears of War film, and it might be <laughs> it probably be shit. But you know, you could put Batista. He he wants to. He basically wants to play Marcus Phoenix. He's in the game, but he wants to play him in a film. <laughs> oh yeah, you could do that. But you know, with those, you're going to end up with 
an average to best film. Just imagine those people being involved. The animation would be beautiful. Mm. The direction would be, and there'd be. It doesn't matter about the story. Make one up. Use one that they've. Take one from the I games. Mean, I mean, as long as fair, Ganon's at fair, the end. Zelda's had the same story since the first yeah. one. Yeah, I guess it's just, it's just riffs on a theme. And I've got if, one if, stipulation if, sticking. You might already have this in your in your notes when you're pitching it to 20th Century Fox or Studio Ghibli. <laughs> um, I think Link should be mute in it. He, should he shouldn't be, talk yes. at all. I don't think you could get away with that, unfortunately. Of course you could. You'd have to have no, but have, I, um, the, the fairy. No, I no, no. I think that Studio Ghibli can handle something with such good, fine, beautiful detail that they could. F- find the right actors and the right script for Link to... Okay. So so would you have them do it in their new animation style? No, God no. <laughs> I'm talking like, this needs to look like... Hand-drawn. This is, yeah. this is looking like um, Spirited Away, Howl's yeah. Moving Castle, those kind of films in yeah, The Legend of work. Zelda. I do, like I said, story doesn't matter. Take, I mean, you, you know, like, it, Legends of Zelda's always kind of been, you know... Similar, like I said, similar story, but there's been different things, isn't there? Yeah, Majora's Mask for one. Yeah, um, just do whatever. I mean, I'm yeah. not even a massive Zelda fan. But I, it would I, work. I have, I have played work. two Zelda games in my life, completed one, and that was a remake. That was the recent Link's oh, um, Awakening. Awakening remake, and I've played uh, several hours of Breath of the Wild. You need to change that, mate, and start. Yeah, you need off. to get that one finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah just, just can't be bothered. Um, <laughs> just just, just ha- have it on tonight while you're waiting for your Royal and, Rumble. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I can't say who I'd have as as the cast because something like this, I just watch it in Japanese anyway, and I don't really know any. Yeah, don't really Jap- matter. Japanese. Does it? Yeah. If we did have to do English actors, you know, because there would be, I just stick people I like in there who would, you know, if you're going to do Link, someone of a young age. Zach uh, Efron. No, no, it'd be uh, probably Tom Holland or something. Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet probably. Oh, Chalamet, thing. Yeah. I'd oh, stick Saoirse Ronan yeah. as Zelda because I love her. I think she's brilliant in everything. So yeah, stick yeah, her true. in as. And uh, was the bad guy Gan- Ganondorf? Is that his name? Yeah, oh, Ganondorf. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. So Ben uh, Kingsley. Yeah, just some, <laughs> just some old English. Sir th- Ian McKellen. Thespian. Yeah, that'll do. Nope. Yeah, it's <laughs> got to be a sir, hasn't it? It yeah. has to be. Yeah. So yeah, right. my pitch is Studio Ghibli, Hayao Miyazaki comes out of retirement for one last film, and it's The Legend of Zelda. Take my money now. Yeah, I, I, if, you, if you just go down, go down the corridor, go see Jeebus, he'll cut you your check for a hundred million dollars. You get that <laughs> Absolutely. made. Biggie, what are you? What have you brought with you? Well, to- I had to kind of go with uh, thanks to uh, our top tweeter Oodles who tweeted out a tweet that went twatting mental about <laughs> he's done the, my head in this week <laughs> about the the six games on everyone's list and it was beautifully done look we got lots of responses and that was great fun Two thousand responses pick, I, actually picked, <laughs> I picked two games from my list and I, they're not into too much detail so don't worry about it but um i went with the main one which is mass effect i love mass effect yes oh yeah and I think, um, unfortunately, giving it some thought, I think it would actually make as good a TV series as it would a movie. Yep. But um, if you were able to do a trilogy of movies, perhaps, then I think if you nail Shepard, I think it's really important who plays him. I mean, that's one of the functions of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Shepard was always a, always a female for me. Well, that, this is what I mean. So, I mean, I'm only going with how I would play it. So, um, for me, my my choice was male. So, I would have gone with someone who I thought could pull off the character of Commander Shepard. And I thought someone like Hugh Jackman would be quite good at that. 
Okay, um, yeah. I, I think you. he can do action, he can do serious. Um, for the I think he'd be better off as like an admiral type more than anything yeah, though, nowadays. He, yeah, he, could he, he could do admiral. I'm just Anderson trying to better. think of the look. Absolutely. Um, and then I thought of some of the main characters in Mass Effect. I think there'd be a lot of prosthetic and CGI, obviously, for certain yeah. characters. But I think um, for Garrus, I think Michael Fassbender would be excellent. Perfect. Yeah, I can see that. I think one of the Grogans, like Rex, would be Dave Bautista. Perfect again. Definitely mo-caps. He's obviously going to have oh, yeah. lots of stuff. I don't, I don't want one of those movies where it's actually their face and they, they don't look like <laughs> Grogans at all. <laughs> just just um, Bautista's face, just in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think if they mo-capped him, had his voice, I think he'd be excellent in something yeah. like that. Um, and to keep with the Hugh Jackman link, I think Ryan Reynolds as Joker would be ideal. I think mm. that they would bounce off each other quite what well. What about the guy that actually played oh, yeah, Joker? Why just get Seth yeah, Green, Seth Green but uh, he's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's annoying, so you get someone yeah. more annoying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Ryan Reynolds than Seth Green, personally, but there you go. Okay. Um, then you've Sorry if you're listening, got, Seth. <laughs> you've got great characters like Morden, who I think they should have their normal... Uh, the people that played them in the game. Oh, so you do it that, but not for Joker. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brie Larson could be Miranda, just for to yep. bring the uh, grounded but sexy sexiness to the role. Mm-hmm. Now, the elusive man, I gave this a bit of thought, and I went with two. And you've got Willem Dafoe. No. Two no. Harrison Ford. No. No, just do it, give, give it back to Martin Sheen. Yeah, Martin Sheen can no, just do it. <laughs> just, I think he's probably too old now, surely. No. Just CGI. I, think two... I mean, there's not much real left to the elusive man anyway. You've seen those fucking eyes. All you need to see is cigarettes. Oh, when they first speak to him, not when he goes all a bit loopy. But, <laughs> but I just eyes. think something different. Harrison Ford, I think it'd be interesting to have him playing more Hang on, of Martin a, Sheen's too a, old, but Harrison Ford isn't. Harrison Ford isn't Harrison Ford older than Martin Sheen? No, Martin yeah. Sheen is 80. Harrison Ford is... 89. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seventy eight. 78. He's got, he's got two yeah. years on him. Two, year, two years yeah. of it, yeah. Wow. It doesn't matter. It's my <laughs> Please, um, please, please tell me before you continue that George Lucas isn't directing this. No, no, no. no. It is uh, my good friend Denis Villeneuve. Yes, I'm the talking. Director, yeah, I'm I think, would that. be perfect. Music by Hans Zimmer, <laughs> and cinematography by Dean Atkins because he works so well with the uh, director. And I just think they nail the yeah. beautiful worlds that they visit. It's going to be a lot of budget for that film. It was. Oh, it'd be a very big budget. Billions. And again, the plot, like. Um, Stig says it doesn't really matter as long as they can nail the story, whatever they come up yeah. with, and make it interesting for the reasons why I they're going where they're going. I think they'd discover the relays on the first film, and then the second film would be where the games kick off. The collectors like or the Reapers. I mean, there's stuff they can use as long as it just connects and it's not over convoluted, yeah. and they can do little side quests as action scenes to do with something. It, you know, it doesn't really matter. And um, no, make, make sure they have a good ending for the third film. <laughs> Yeah, yes. And that's why I think it would work as a TV series as well, because then it'd be drawn out. You could actually make all the other characters interesting as well if you haven't okay. got time for the movies. And then the, the other uh, one I wanted to throw in there, just because I love it, is The Division. Now, they're actually making a movie of this. Um, oh. So um, I actually personally would have gone with the main protagonist as Matt Damon, because I liked him in Contagion, which is I like Matt similar. Damon. And I think he could pull that off. But anyone that's played the game Division has got some... Uh, background characters that you you meet as you um, start uh, reopening parts of uh, New York. 
I mean, to be to, um, to, to be fair, given given what the division's about, we'll maybe have to shelve this one for like a decade or so. Yeah, it's too close to present time. <laughs> isn't, but um, I just isn't I love Jake, the game. Jake Gyllenhaal going to be in that? He is. Yeah, yeah. We've already got. And he's not there. a bad choice. But, he looks good um, in a beanie, and they all wear beanies on the division. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought uh, yeah. about um, who could do your obviously the Andromeda reboot for uh, oh, no. Mass Effect. Give it to one uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did like it. Starring but... Mila Jovovich as um, Everybody. Ryder. It's Ryder, isn't it? In, yeah, uh, Ryder, yeah. In Andromeda. Oh, dear Lord. Okay, so Oodles, pitch us your film. Mine's gone um, a little outside the box, and I want you to bear with me on this one, guys. Um, directed by Sir Christopher Nolan. Oh. So get ready. Um, starring Christian Bale as the L block, Jonah Hill as the cube block, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey as the straight line block, and Michael Caine as the narrator. I give you Tetris Requiem. Oh, uh, I thought this was going to be a Pixar movie. Uh, no, no, it's 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 full it's full Tetris basically. So an alien <laughs> species have come down and they are crushing us as blocks. <laughs> And <laughs> Christian Bale as the L block is the renegade block of the Tetraminos. And he decides Did that you have a doobie before you did this? Constantly. And uh, the L block decides to go away with what the uh, Tetraminos have been doing and taking over people's planets. And he joins the human cause to fight the rest of the Tetraminos. And being an L block... It's quite difficult for him to get into certain situations and certain places. <laughs> through doorways. Yeah, exactly. So just just think of like our Christopher Nolan weaves his magic, and there's also going to be some existential crisis and a bit of philosophy in Tetris Requiem. So Fantastic. what do you think? Yeah, fuck it, we'll fund it. It's an Oscar mm. winner. I much prefer your idea of Red Dead with Brad Pitt. Yeah, yes. Red Red Dead with Brad Pitt's good, and Parappa the Rapper as well. There oh, mate, ones. Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> the, the voice casting was interesting for that one. <laughs> yeah, I had Michael Fassbender as Parappa. <laughs> I still think good. Samuel L. Jackson would have been a better I Parappa. Do yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I don't Just as long think... as he gets the same motherfucker every five lines. Yeah, he does. You've got to yeah. motherfucking believe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to get that cast and, uh, and director for a Tetris film. I think Tetris is one of the best-selling video games of all time, and everyone in the world, even non-gamers, know what Tetris is. Uh, we can get a bit of funding from the Russians because they love Tetris as well. Um, <laughs> so we've got a market already. Uh, I think Christopher Nolan is—he's got the chops to uh, bring a bit of humanity to Tetraminos because that's what they call the blocks. I've discovered that today. Yeah. Would uh, it all fit together though? Well, the, oh, hey, that's the tagline. if it does. <laughs> that's the tagline. <laughs> So, are, are, yeah. are, are we going it's to get some, a... some kind of cross-promotion thing with Holidays? Uh, Holidays oh, might God. be in that. Um, there, is, <laughs> there is obviously going to be um, something to do with marathon modes in and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's really good, and we're, we're going to get the music by Skrillex. Cause of course. He hasn't done anything in a while, Skrillex, and he yeah, needs the needs money. Wub wub yeah, the... I, I think it suited perfectly. So, yeah, Tetris Requiem, get ready, 2022. Okay, well, to uh, finish this off, they I fit with the uh, the blocks as the the year. Yes, <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty two. That's oh, I'll I'll get a poster done. Don't don't you worry. To 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 finish this off, I'll give you my pitch quickly. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to bring to to your attention Deus Ex. <gasps> Mate, directed 
by Ryan Johnson. Okay. Uh-huh. Because oh, did he do? This, because this, uh, he did uh, Knives Out and The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. um, because this is going to be a slightly twisty, turny one. He did Looper as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. Mm, Looper. So we are going to have two leads in this one. Starring as Adam Jensen from Human Revolution. Mm-hmm. We're going with Robert Pattinson. Love him. Love him. And starring as JC Denton from the original Deus oh, Ex. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. We're going Jake Gyllenhaal. <sighs> Jake Ooh, okay. From Nightcrawler. Yeah. And uh, do, doing, the music, the doing the music, we're going to go with Harry Gregson Williams. Just mostly Metal because because I, I, I love the work he did on Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Great. So, yes. so this is a high concept film uh, featuring two intertwining timelines. Wow. Adam Jensen's the head of security uh, for um, Sarif Industries, yep. has to live with becoming an augmented person after a terrorist attack against his employer leaves him disfigured. 30 years in the future, J.C. Denton is a UNACO officer investigating a series of terrorist attacks across the United States that bear a striking similarity to the ones Adam Jensen was involved in 30 years previously. And the film jumps between the two timelines as they investigate the shockingly similar crimes. Denton's investigation has to continue alone, though, when Jensen's investigation suddenly stops and he runs out of material. Follow it for, and, and he then starts to follow in, the line into his disappearance. The film climaxes with um, J.C. Denton discovering the head of the conspiracy to use terrorist attacks to influence money markets and make a group of wealthy kingmakers obscene amounts of money. When he confronts them, they show him the aged, wizened Jensen that they've kept in a suspended animated state for 30 years after they kidnapped him. It's up to Denton to expose the conspiracy and save Adam Jensen. Can't you tell that you're an author? I was just thinking that it's not, it's not <laughs> fair that you like we got an author. Like, I was just like, just do whatever story. I mean, to me, that sounds like the ultimate homage to films like Blade Runner, but yeah. also, also you can have the 1984 aspect of that kind of CCTV world and yeah. noir, but it's tech noir as well, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. I look forward to reading your book. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> that bloody it's good movie, book. Yeah. Well, I think it's the reason why I picked Ryan Johnson for it is because Ryan Johnson, whatever you think of The Last Jedi, is one of the best-looking Star Wars films, and he's got a very good eye for visual storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think letting him free in a sight in two, effectively two cyberpunk worlds, because you've got Adam Jensen's once 30 years before J.C. Denton, so mm. you, get to, you get to set up stuff with Jensen then evolve it into the um, into the J.C. Denton. You've got some good imagery, like with the Statue of Liberty and stuff. And Yeah. Oh, you could, could really go to town with that. That's yeah. so, so good. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's my pitch for this one. I will be taking your money as a producer and I will take like 10% of all the box office. I hope, I'm I glad that this episode is timestamped so when someone copies our ideas, <laughs> we can sue them. Because <laughs> I'd watch all of these films. Yeah, I especially when I see this Tetris one. Mate, it's, it's three hours long. It's a big one. Oh, it's an epic. <laughs> it's I mean, epic. I mean, I mean that, that's the minimum you could you, you could spend to tell that story. Like, yeah, really, you could back- go for five, five, six hours, easy. Oh, ah, yeah, definitely. But speaking of things that have gone on for far too long, we're going to bring it <laughs> an end to the modern escapism section, and we're going to move over to the Inquisition, where Stig, our erstwhile reader of emails, is going to read some emails in his inimitable style that shall not be edited in the slightest whatsoever. <laughs> <There's> no pressure. <laughs> Don't draw attention to me. Cocking up, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I shall always draw attention to you fucking up, Stig. But yes, what what are the, what are the people being seen? Because we asked them to pitch their movies to us in the way that we've just done. So what yes. do they say? Uh, first up, we have Nimrod Hicks. He says, "Hi guys, another banger of an episode for last week. Top stuff. Thank you. 
as f- games as movies, I believe in the right hands, not Michael Bay. A Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn could be amazing. Seeing all the big robot animals roaming about like Jurassic Park would be wonderful. Also, in the same vein, a big bashy Titanfall movie would, yes. lots, would be lots of fun. Yes. But for me, anything based around the portal gun, but in the real world, would be my choice. Imagine a young Michael J. Fox running around with a portal gun <laughs> as an offshoot to Back to the Future. Yes, please. I, I, I would think you could do a, a film involving Portal, much like the um, in the uh, Spider Verse style. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe an animated film with that kind of animation to it. I think that would that yeah. would work really oh, well. Yeah, that's, that'd be really good. That. Titanfall. Uh, I love that guy. Quickly, yeah. as, as a side note, I'm wondering if me and Biggie were separated at birth. I was born in the same year as him. I'm a keen <gasps> golfer. Bang into my hip hop, Hendrix, Otis Redding, and Motown, as well as a Liverpool fan. Keep up the good work. Do you think you're brothers? Got you here, bud. <laughs> Although we might need a DNA test to find out who our father is. <gasps> what if it's Uwe Boll? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, mate, it's very weird. But uh, yeah, that's cool. Thanks, bro. Up next, we've got Smashiest Clay. He said, games that would make good films. I do love big, dumb action movies, and there are two great games that would translate well into the genre. Vanquish and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, yeah! Both are over-the-top, action-crazy, and while I don't have any great idea for casting, I know exactly who would direct. Um, Ryuhei Kitamura. Go for it. You could do it. Ryuhei Kitamura. Perfect. Spot on. Would be perfect perfect (laughs) to help me. Anyone not familiar with his work needs to see Versus. It's a brilliant zombie movie that spends... It's an entire budget on guns, swords, and leather coats. There isn't even any sets. The whole thing is filmed in a forest. This just, this just proves I need to just quickly proofread these before I go through to <laughs> catch anything. Uh, I, I, would, I would definitely agree on the idea of a Vanquish and or a Metal Gear Rising Revenge. Something like basically, Platinum Games. Yeah, basically just Ooh. take Platinum's back catalogue. <laughs> it's like all the way back to the wonderful 101 and just like mm-hmm. make films out of all of them. It's weird because Monster Hunter. I started Rising Revengeance today. Yeah, the the the, the platinum uh, any platinum game would work really well as a stupid dumbass action. Maybe not Astral Chain. Really? Not not really into Astral Chain. No. No, that's a downer. Sorry. Well, that'll be right up your street. That right? uh, Big big combat RPGs. I know. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, (laughs) Platinum. (laughs) There goes our platinum money. Camille's going to be very pissed off at you. He already is. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, at Terrestrial Extra on Twitter, he says, Persona 5, although it shouldn't be called that, as where are the other four? But a ragtag group <laughs> zipping between alternative realities, summoning personas to defeat evil. It would be trash, but glorious trash. I'm not up to date on Japanese acting news, so I can't comment on the cast. Mm. Also, possibly cyberpunk, but it would have to be released on VHS only for a year before it hits cinemas. Oh, starring Keanu Reeves as well. But Persona Five would work as a film. It's got a pretty rich story, though. I think because of the the size of the Persona universe, I think that would be short. Yeah, it's a TV series. That one. Mm. Uh, It it should be an absolute anime, like a a big fifty episode series anime. Yeah. So there's so many that would work as TV shows, isn't there? Just across the whole yeah. gaming spectrum, really. Just I kind of prefer TV lately, anyway. Yeah, got that. You can flesh things out. True. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, next up, at Rider underscore 555. I'd love to see Denis Villeneuve take on Neo Automata with Anna de Aramis, Aramis mm-hmm. sorry, play 2B. He can do no wrong at the moment, and she is just bang tidy. Oh <laughs> really you have proof. to bring the tone down. Really should proofread these. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> um, just, just I mean, just looking at a picture of Anna de Armas now, I don't really see her as two B. No, neither do like, I. I'm not sure who would play her because she's got like half a blindfold on as well. So you've got to kind of Emma Stone. It- it's yeah, oh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> there you go. That, that sound that you made there was quite <laughs> ungentlemanly, there, Biggie. It wasn't meant. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I would like to. Say, I mean, Near Automata again would work as a series or a film. That I would because it's got a it's a very visual film, mm. a very visual game rather, and I think it would translate really well onto the screen as if you had the right director to it. But again, it's I think I think it would work better as an animated film because of how the characters look and the. the there's yeah. so the, the much can... exposition as well in those in in that, so it'd have to be a series, man. Yeah, at Kieran, something chess, a gritty drama about pawns getting sacrificed by the big guys further up the mm. board. Cool, See, written by George Orwell. He says a gritty drama, but I don't know. Like I, I feel like trying to do some kind of raid, the raid slash chess mashup, where you've got to like work your way up through the pawns, through the rooks, and. I think it'll be to similar the, to Tetris Queen. Requiem. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> I think there's 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 things there that, but but there is there's a lot of films based on chess. Do you know what I mean? There's there's been there's been there's a new TV show that Jeebus Jeep were watching yeah. about chess. So, well, chess isn't really a video game, is it? Like, well, there so. is video game. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah also, is, the but... queen's the queen's gambit isn't about chess. Chess is framing it. Chess, chess is a framing the framing device for the story. Chess the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'd watch it. I mean, I, fuck it. I'd watch it. I mean, your 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 thing was a Tetris film, so you know. Yeah, I'm into it. It's jealous. Yeah. At Jill Chapman, Abe's Odyssey scared the crap out of me as a game. It would probably make a really gruesome horror. I think Doug Jones would do an excellent Abe. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I love an Abe's Odyssey. Abe's film. Odyssey would be really. Oddworld good, in yeah. general should be films. It should be films. Well, Tell yeah, you. there's there's a lot to the world and like the, the the way everything looks and the way everything feels and just the 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 random socio political yeah, 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 yeah world that exists there. The the idea that Abe and the Mudokins are this kind of worker race for George oh, gluttons. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, 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 that's what it is. It's, it should. I think it should be. Uh, Pixar style animated as well. I was, do you know, I was just thinking Pixar should pick that up, but, but they won't it do really, it. Will they? Really dark and they wouldn't do that. I don't think Pixar really do, do something though. different. I don't think Pixar. Would, I don't think the Pixar. What about style the guys that did Sausage Party? Remember Sausage Party? Oh god, that, they don't remind me of that. No, but it's adult Pixar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't see that kind of animation working for Ibs Odyssey. Or, or, yeah, or I know what you mean. I think it I think it would work. It needs to be the animation style of. Basically, the games. It just needs to be the um, the the way the animated in the cutscenes. That was all pretty much perfect. I've got an idea though. It's either Pixar style or the Dark Crystal style. Jim Henson. Imagine Ooh. that. Oddworld. Jim Henson. That'd Ooh. be fucked up. Like the, the skepsis on that Dark would, Crystal. That would terrify. That would work. Yeah. If you're listening, Jim, up there. Um, <laughs> up there. Yeah. <laughs> Can you fund our movie from yeah. up there? Found the show in heaven. Yes. <laughs> Broadcast everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Just on Doug Jones, though, I always thought he'd be a great G-man 
for a Half-Life film. Oh, he, he, he's got the face for it, hasn't he? Got the, he's got that exactly. really gaunt, long face. He's got to be the best prosthetics person ever. Yeah. Look at Ooh. just look yeah. up Doug, Doug Jones if you don't know who he is. He's Saru, isn't he, in uh, Discovery? Yep. He is, yeah. Oh, uh, so good. Next up, John Shepard. There's a game from a few years ago called Soma that I think would make a great film. It's an yes, underwater survival yes. horror sci-fi game that really digs into philosophical Philosophical themes and existence and self. Sorry, mm. themes yes, of existence and self. Sorry. Yes, mm. I fully back that up. Soma had one of the best stories of any game I've played in a very long time. It scared me, that Soma. I know it's not Ooh. supposed to be a horror horror, but it scared me. No, it's a horror game. <laughs> it's a scary, scary machines. Ooh. Yeah, it's a horror <laughs> game. They're supposed to scare you. It's oh, well, it worked, made amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Uh, another shout out for Horizon Zero Dawn from Neil Brand. He thinks mm -hmm. that Karen Gillian would be a good Aloy. Ooh, yeah. Karen Gillian? Yeah. I can't picture Karen Gillian from um, Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Amy Pond. Mm. From, oh, I don't watch her. Have you seen the new uh, Jumanji films? Scottish Red Air. Nope. The girl in the Jumanji mm. films. She plays yeah. Nebula, Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. she looks very different, but yes, I was just going to say, yeah, she's blue in now that. got a yeah. black eyes, bald. <laughs> yeah, no, she was. She has a, a look for it. Yeah, she's talented and beautiful. Uh, Jimmy White. Oh, this is a great topic. I think this would be a great series on Hallmark on Netflix. But the computer game series, delicious. There's a whole universe of spin-offs too, so a lot of material to work with. I don't even know who to cast. If this was early mid two thousands, I'd say Felicity Kerry Russell or Zoe Deschanel. Uh, but now I don't know. I don't know mm, what delicious. delicious is. Like cook serve delicious? I'm not sure myself, but I'm not sure what it is. We're gonna have a look, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Sounds delicious anyway. <laughs> <We're home. laughs> uh Andy Bleasdale says speedball. So this yeah. is basically rollerball, but you mix it with an angle where they're playing for someone's life or it's a knockout slash individual player. Uh, competition have the lead be a grizzled character actor in his mid to late 40s or early 50s like Mads Mikkelsen Clark Gregg or Nikolai Costa Waldo or me mm. <laughs> so um, understand Mads and Nikolai there Clark Gregg is he really a grizzled character actor have you not seen him in that latest thing he's in everyone's saying that he's like he's, he's a really good like lead disheveled Middle-aged man. I can't remember what film. Is it a film that he's in? We, 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 are, we are talking Agent Coulson here, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The guy from... Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. 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 Apparently he's in something... I can't even... It's on the tip of my tongue, but he's in something new and he's, everyone's like, fuck. Do you know what I mean? They're all like, wow. Oh, so, I don't know. Yeah. No. Maybe I dreamt it. Uh, he also adds Silent Hill, but fucking dark, bleak, brutal, gory, and generally terrifying. Not a movie, but a HBO Showtime series with a cast of unknowns yeah. and a couple of big names in there that ultimately won't last. Sean like, Bean in it, yeah. Uh, Michael <laughs> Penner, and Dowd, Kevin Durant, uh, Carrie Coon, and the dude who was young William in Westworld. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Silent Hill would be a great like HBO show. You wouldn't even yeah. have to do, we're not talking like two, three, four series here. You could just do a 10-part. You one could, and done one off you, yeah yeah you could do um silent hill much like they do american horror story where it's different Changes, characters yeah. each time yeah or haunting of hill house yes yeah black blind manor whatever it's called yeah one. <laughs> not, so, not so good i've never seen any of them but, well, yeah, hill house you, you is could, really good Blythe Manor. Yeah, hill house is excellent. yeah you can start like the first season with like with like one sort of a little bit like how the games do it so you have your first game with with harry you have your second game yeah. with james and 
stuff like that. So you could do the same thing with the Silent Hill TV series. I think that would work out quite nicely, actually. I do. And finally, we have Kurt Lewin, best boy. He says, a short mm-hmm. one for me this week, as I can't really explain myself as to why I went with the actors I did. The game <laughs> is Bioshock, and I'd like to see Never Miles Teller cast as Jack and J.K. Simmons as Frank Fontaine, just purely because I thought they would put in great performances as those characters. I'm also assuming that the conversation to film would be good. Whether it would be or not, I don't know. But at the very least, I think the world of Rapture would look incredible in a big budget film. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to. I'd, I'd watch that. I'd be I appreciate well the that. lack of spoilers as well, there, Kurt. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I think uh, Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. It's just they've worked together before and had great chemistry in a film together. So. And nothing to do with the fact that they're in his favourite film as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whiplash. <laughs> And he was probably in it as well. Yeah, probably as as, as a backing drummer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everyone for uh, messaging in and emailing in. These are some wonderful ideas, and we'll make sure to pitch them to our contacts in the movie industry. <laughs> we'll be taking the cut of whatever royalties come out. You see, we, we, it's our finder's fee. Yes, of course. You'll get a credit somewhere. I mean, we're I mean, executive they, producers, aren't we? I mean, if we get this Bioshock film, Kurt will get Best Boy anyway, because that's, that's yeah. his title for us anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. yeah. But moving on rapidly, we are going over to the socials, and it's, it, it's, it's currently Oodles who's going to be handling this one. He's the only one that hasn't done anything tonight. So, you know, come on, Oodles, do your job. Dance for me, I've, monkey, I've, dance. I've brought a lot to this episode tonight, so... You have, you have. I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just giving you your task for the podcast. Thank you, thank you. So, yeah, uh, find us on Twitter, at Modern Escapism. On there, you'll find a link to all our episodes, socials, and Discord. If you have any comments, you can do so. Uh, you can basically get in touch with us at modernescapismpod at gmail.com via email. Uh, if you'd like to watch gaming streams, come and watch us at twitch.tv forward slash modernescapism. Um, Saturdays is usually my shift. Uh, I, I, I've missed, I've missed it this time, but it's too late now to hear this. Um, I basically, I'm, I'm having adventures in Rapture that we've just been discussing. Hopefully, my capture card comes soon. But if not, I'll do something. I'll do something else. Uh, on Mondays, we've got Biggie dies. I mean, you must have completed it now. You're on your third, fourth run. <laughs> I only play it when I'm streaming, and I'm streaming because right. I was either off sick or we recorded the pod on last Monday. So, uh, give, give yes, us a catch we, up. Where about say? What was the last boss you did? Uh, it was. He's in the, the depths. I'm in the depths. Oh, yeah, so, I'm yeah. So finding people, my way around there. People that don't know, that's on Dark Souls, like one of the the greatest uh, games to watch people stream. So get involved on that. I think I'm about an hour in. <laughs> yeah, I think you are about an hour in. Uh, and on Wednesday, Gadget's finished praying out, so we will be streaming something. You got any ideas, pal? I haven't decided yet properly. If I can rope in Stig, we might do a, just a Sea of Thieves one, just to yeah, kind of yeah. get with through. Two pirate uh, boys. Yeah, co- yeah, a couple of pirates just, just you know, hanging out on the water doing piracy things. Absolutely. Um, other than that, I'll probably be taking a deep dive down my Steam library and seeing if there's something that I particularly want to play. I don't know if I want to do a big story-based game for a while, though, because ah. it took me it took me quite a long time to get through Prey, actually. Marvellous game, though. Very, very good game. Well worth How playing. How would um, Hitman 2 work for a stream? Mm. I would have to get a capture card and bring my Xbox up here because I don't have it on the PC. <laughs> ah. ah. I but, think yeah. whatever you pick, it will be absolutely worthwhile because you're the only person that can complete games. Uh, yes. <laughs> in our little cast. Yeah, I can um, complete games. <laughs> yeah, but you've yes, don't, but stream you don't stream. Them. <laughs> I stream them, but I complete them. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I'll complete them, but yeah, just not not the games you want to watch. So I've completed you, a game before. <laughs> one or two. So you won't be streaming the medium then? No, that's, uh, that's gone. No, no, that, that's, that's, that's been uninstalled so fast off all of my machines, it made my head spin. <laughs> so, yeah, um, as always, we endeavour to ask you to leave us five stars or no stars if you review us on Apple Podcasts or any of your podcast places that allow any kind of review or Spotify, put a like there. Do you know, all, all that gubbins, just give us love. If you leave us any less than five-star reviews, Juve um, Ball will come and make a story about your life. Ooh. We don't want that. Trust you me. get VIP tickets for the opening of the Tetraminos movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Oodles. Um, all no that remains to be said is thank you for listening, everybody. We're at the end of our show. We've waffled on for absolutely far too long. This is going to be an absolute pain in the arse for me to edit, but I did this to myself, didn't I? So I am going to say thank you to Oodles, thank you to Biggie, thank you to Stig, and thank you for listening, and join us next week for Modern Escapism. Good night. And there we go. He doesn't keep the buys in, so... <laughs> it's not worth saying. Why, that I, I cut Why not? I don't think it's funny. That well, that's an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs>